This is The Monty Show, the truth in sports talk streaming. When you want unbiased opinions about your favorite team without the spin, all you have to do is find The Monty Show, streaming live and available 24 hours a day, seven days a week on YouTube. And now, here's Monty. Oh my God, is it Friday yet? The Monty Show, as always, presented by our good friends at The Advocates. TheAdvocates.com, UtahAdvocates.com, the best injury attorneys in the business bar none. And a lot of it really is your finances. You guys know how it goes. You get a major car accident. You know, we saw this DUI uh, here in Utah, major, major DUI. Um, sadly, a bicycle rider lost their lives in a DUI. Hey, man, you have to have somebody skilled who can take care of your family. You have to have somebody that understands how to use and, and apply the laws in your favor so that you get what you deserve because you certainly didn't deserve to get hurt at work. You certainly didn't deserve to get hit while you were riding your motorcycle, your bike, your scooter. That's not your fault, right? What you deserve is an advocate, somebody to fight for you. Hook it up online, theadvocates.com, where you can talk to an attorney for free. 24-7-365 at theadvocates.com where you never pay the advocates until they win your case. Young Jake, average day yes, to you. Yes, thank you. Thank you. Yes, good to be here. A lot to get to today thanks to our friends at The Advocates. And I think, you know, there's twofold a, a story that's kind of been coming down uh, over the last day and a half that we've heard of. Um, is this NFL Peacock story mm-hmm. where the NFL will will reap a hundred and ten million dollar payment from Peacock in exchange for a NFL playoff game to be streamed on Peacock alone will not be on broadcast television. It will only be on Peacock. The NFL um, gets a hundred and ten million dollars from NBC Universal for that. Our sources and TV have told us that that pretty much eliminates NBC Universal now as a player for Pac-12 uh, rights, um, which just narrows the list down to I think who we've always thought it would be, uh, which is ESPN. But it's going to be interesting to see how that all goes. So that's something to keep an eye on. And then, of course, we have uh, this situation with the ACC and the Pac-12. Uh, which will lead us off today on As the Pac-12 Turns. <coughs> Jake, should the ACC and the Pac-12 merge? Yeah, I mean, I, I think that it's kind of a long shot that they sh- that they should merge or would merge. I, I, I think that it's a nice concept, and that's it. I don't think that in practical application, it's really all that possible. I mean, sure, we have planes. Sure, we can fly human beings across the country, but I don't know that... From a money standpoint, it makes a whole lot of sense because, again, let's say that these two conferences did merge and you had sort of a super conference, if you will, that covered both of the coasts. At Like, if you have a conference that big, you have to have major players in TV, you know, coughing up a bunch of money for that. Or you're going to have to have a complete 180 in philosophy in the Pac-12 and the ACC for them to go out and do regional deals and and find ways for the schools on their own to distribute their products so that's why i'm saying like it's a cool little narrative and concept and like idea hey the acc and the pack can merge and now they can go on can compete with the sec unfortunately that's not how it works because unfortunately you don't have the most relevant sports content 
in the land. And that's what the ACC's problem has been. And that's what the PAC's problem is now. And I think this whole situation with the PAC-12 is in dire straits, in my opinion. I mean, at some point, you're going to run out of time. I mean, we But is it, and I don't mean to interrupt you there, but I think it's really easy as we talk about this Pac-12 drama every single day. I think it's very easy for people to be like, oh, it's a dire situation as the Pac-12 turns. Is it really dire for the Pac-12? Ask yourself this. Let's say no merger happens and no teams leave the Pac-12 and they get $20 million a year. Is that really dire? I think it is, but maybe it's I'm not, wrong on that. Nobody's dying. The league's not dying. Teams are not dying. Does their reach go down? Probably. But is it truly the end of the... It's, it's not. It's not. Now, is that likely to happen? No. I've told you repeatedly, I don't think that's going to happen. If they get less than $25 million, at the end of the day, they will not be able to get a grant of rights. And I think you will see whether it's the four corner schools or somebody else, you know, two, three teams out of this league in Gonzaga, I think you're going to see are going to join the Big 12. Is that dire? It's not. If you have eight teams left of these 10 remaining, I don't think it's dire at all. If you're five, six, seven, you're, you're going to be struggling to have a conference. Mm -hmm. That much is absolutely true. But I think we over-dramatize this stuff sometimes. But I think going back to this, this question of a Pac-12 ACC merger, no, I don't think it's viable. I don't think it's viable at all. Geographically, it's a disaster. Financially, it's a disaster. It doesn't work in any way, shape, or form. And I understand you would have a Western division and an Eastern division and all that's well and good, but the two still have to play each other, right? Like, it, it doesn't make a lot of sense to have Duke and Stanford in the same athletic conference. I totally understand, educationally speaking, research, you know, funding, all that great stuff. Totally makes sense. But to have Duke and Stanford in the same conference athletically makes no sense at all for logistics, finances, I don't believe it brings greater reach to either conference or either party. It just doesn't make a lot of sense in my mind. And I think it's, again, this easy thing because everybody, you know, assumes that because Brett McMurphy tweeted yesterday that there are seven teams who've been, you know, meeting with attorneys to try and get out. But what does that mean? What does it mean? You met with an attorney to try and figure out if you could get out of your ACC <coughs> grant of rights. What does that really mean? It means absolutely nothing. That's exactly what it means. Not a fucking thing. Nothing is happening in the ACC. Until you get an eighth team and until you can find attorneys who say, yep, here's the hole in the, you know, here's the hole in the contract. Here's what makes it Swiss cheese. We're running right through this thing. It means nothing. Not a zip, zero, zilch. It's all talk. It's all check out my biceps. Like until somebody does something that is more than grandstanding. And this is what I say about J.D. Wicker at San Diego State. Once more, you grandstanded and you got your bag slapped for it. Because now it doesn't appear that J.D. Wicker and San Diego State have any value at all to really anybody. Or we wouldn't be talking about the Pac-12 collapsing. Hell we, no. Like it's amazing to me. How many of these guys are out here running their mouths in desperation, but notice who you don't see running your mouth. Did you notice Brett McMurphy tweeting yesterday evening saying no ACC presidents talked to the media? They were forbidden. Hmm. Interesting little twist there, huh? 
because you don't want somebody saying a, the wrong thing at the wrong time, a la, again, J.D. Wicker, a la, you know, the, President Robbins or any of these other guys in the Pac-12, certainly George Klyovkov, the commissioner of the Pac-12, running your mouth, saying the wrong thing in the wrong, wrong way at the wrong time. That absolutely torpedoes relationships. I think it is a crucial issue in the Pac-12 that Klyovkov has said the wrong things. I think President Robbins at Arizona, I have been told directly, pissed off a bunch of his constituents in the Pac-12 with his great affinity comments and power basketball comments. There's a time to talk and there's a time to keep your mouth shut. And Jake, I think in the ACC right now, I think it's time to keep your mouth shut. Yeah, I mean, that just makes sense. Uh, you know, I think that the ACC, I mean, you're right that there's they, there's nothing they could really do about it un, unless they get that eighth team. And, and, and who the hell knows? Maybe they will. I don't know. But I think that, that it's it's just... I feel like there's a lot of momentum right now for teams to switch conferences. That's what I think. I think I think in the Pac-12 teams don't want to, but I think if you're going to have a $20 million TV deal, you can't be that far behind the Big 12. You can't be that far behind some of these other conferences. And, and I think it makes it tough when you're a really valuable brand in Oregon or whatever, right? Or any of these brands you see on the screen now, a UNC, a Duke. Like, like if you're one of these premier brands in one of these conferences that doesn't have a good grant of rights situation or doesn't have a good TV deal situation, you're going to be pissed about the fact that UCF went to the Big 12 and got paid. And I think that's what's tough. And the thing that I really struggle with, and I know we've talked about this ad nauseum over the last couple of days, what were you thinking with, and again, I'll put the McMurphy tweet back up, what were you thinking with a, a grant of rights to 2036? A, a bulletproof grant of rights until 2036. <coughs> 13 years to go. Like, that's not a stretch in county, friends. That is a federal prison in isolation. Yeah. Where you're eating jello off of the cell floor. Yeah. That's what your grant of rights to 2036 is. It is one of the dumbest business decisions I've ever heard of. And when you look at grant of rights, look at the the Pac-12 coming out of this grant of rights, it's what, 12 years? That's ridiculous. And now you've got the ACC who's got 13 more years yeah. to go. Yet you're getting five and seven year deals in these other conferences, like you're structuring business deals, not desperate cash grabs. And I understand for the ACC, hey, 2036 probably gave you a great deal of stability, but it costs you so much money. Yes. So much money. And, and you, you know, we talked on the show yesterday about Florida State and all the Seminole fans came out and said, hey, we've had a Heisman Trophy winner and a national championship. Like, do you realize how few people can name the recent Heisman Trophy winner at Florida State? <clears throat> like very few people, Florida State is not relevant. And I know that hurts, and I know you probably don't agree with that, but I'm telling you, I'm a Notre Dame fan. Notre Dame, that's a relevant football program. And they're not good. They're not good. But they're Notre Dame. They're the Golden Domers. They're relevant. Florida State or Notre Dame, more relevant. Come on, is that even a conversation? Like, That's not even a question. You look, at, you look at the ACC and you look at the Virginias, you look at the, the Virginia Techs, the Miamis, the, how many of these teams are relevant? Can is you, that a real question? Can you truly sit here and tell me that Florida State is more relevant than Florida? There's no chance because Florida's in the SEC. Yeah. Florida gets half a dozen big games a year. Does Florida? 
Now, is Clemson relevant? Yeah, because they won a championship like 15 minutes ago, right? And they've put a, a, a pile of guys at the top of the draft. We built this program on NIL. Right, like, it's no question that Clemson's relevant. Yeah. But it goes back to this grant of rights at 2036, and I think Florida State knows it's bulletproof, and they're not going to be able to get out unless they pay half a billion dollars, mm-hmm. which is why they want unequal revenue sharing, which I think is one of the stupidest proposals Ever. You're all in this together. Figure it out without torpedoing people. But I don't think they can do that. I truly don't think that the ACC has the ability to do that. No, and I think that I, I think that the the disparity between the haves and the have-nots promotes the haves trying to axe grant of rights deals, meaning that Florida State thinks they're better than the low end in the ACC because they've got this or they've got that. And it's like, yeah, you may have that, but the contract says you're all one and the same. I mean, that's liter- quite literally, that's what the contract says. You're all, the entire conference is assigning your rights to X, Y, and Z. And I think that's what Florida State doesn't want to hear. And, and look, I get it. I understand why Oregon or Washington might want to, might, might be upset by the prospect of San Diego State getting more than half a share, let's say, as an example. Or why a major brand, you know, doesn't want the lesser school to get an equal share. That's I, right. I get that. And I, I also think at the same time, that's why the grant of rights model is out of date. But again, you can't escape the fact, you know, seminal fan, that your school and several others decided to sign a grant of rights to 2027, and then you decided to extend that very same grant of rights. Right? Like, you decided to extend your grant of rights again. So I, there's not, like, as far as the pack and the ACC merging, that's not going to happen even if they wanted it to happen because you know what that would take? That would take every single PAC school agreeing to the ACC's grant of that's rights. Right. And that's not happening. It's not happening. Yeah, and again, this is why yesterday we talked about the fact that the ACC has a Florida State problem. Because, again, I think my best point here, if I do say so myself, right? my best point here is uh, if you had the votes, this would be done already. If you had eight, nine, ten members who were like, yeah, we're out of here, you'd be out of here already. But you're not. And it's why you're talking about things like unequal revenue shares. It's why you're being a cock and you're trying to push people around and people are not letting you push them around Florida Boom. State. Out of here. Right? Like, I, I mean, in all honesty, I think, I think the ACC is in worse shape than the Pac-12. Because you're stuck in this deal and you're going to make $30 million a year less than all of your competitors. Just hand $30 million to every one of your competitors and they're going to be in a better place than you are. Because inevitably, I think what happens is the Pac-12 is going to lose membership. I think the ACC is stuck and they're going to wind up staying together. And I'm not somebody who believes that, you know, there's a lot of people who tell you Florida State ends up in the SEC. I just don't buy that. Should they? Okay, that's a totally different conversation like totally different deal should florida state and and i would tell you carolina duke florida state and clemson should be in the sec i think that makes all the sense in the world should they yeah they should will they nah bro why what what is espn's win there now obviously espn just got the the sec deal but who's gonna who wants to negotiate that contract where you tell Clemson and Florida State who think they are sliced bread and Dabo thinks Jesus Christ built his program. In God's name, image, and likeness. 
Who are who wants to go and tell them they're going to take less money than the other current members of the the SEC? It's probably different than what you're thinking, though. Who wants to tell them that? Who wants to tell Carolina and Duke that? I'm not telling them that. Because um, good luck. Carolina and Duke have a basketball argument. Florida State and Clemson do not. Like it, it, there's no easy fix. Yeah. That's the bottom line. And by the way, I think there are two things. This NBC Universal deal with the NFL, I think absolutely impacts um, the Pac-12. We were told by TV sources yesterday that NBC Universal is 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 out on the Pac-12 and very likely will not get back in because of this NFL investment. I think you're looking at a situation now where I've heard repeatedly in the last week that NBC really wants a new deal with Notre Dame because they want to build um, their Big Ten content and now an NFL playoff game. Like, they want to build a football block, and they have that, and they have a financial investment that they're about to make in Notre Dame football again, I think. That's right, T. The Pac-12 just keeps running out of dance Hemorrhaging partners. opportunities. They just keep running out of dance partners. And if they can't get Amazon back involved, I don't know that, that they're going to have a streaming partner and then a linear TV partner. I think it's all ESPN. And at that point, I think you're in real trouble because I think you're going to lose. If it's ESPN and $90 million, I think you're going to lose probably half of this conference. Um. I think you're going to lose a majority of folks. Which is why I say, like, I, I think if you lose half your conference, you don't have a conference. Like, if you lose, let's say you lose. If you lose the Arizona schools, yeah. Colorado, and Oregon State, those four as a baseline. Yeah. Why is San Diego State going to join your conference? Why would they do that? Yeah. And at that point, you're relegated to Colorado State. Does Colorado State joining the... Joining the Pac-12 make a whole lot of sense to be a fifth or sixth team. Is that a real question? There's no value there. No. There's no value there. And going, who's the P5 program that ESPN's going to pay more money for? There isn't one. So you're into the Boise states of the world. You're relying on the San Diego states of the world. But, and I know that J.D. Wicker has great affinity for the Pac-12. Yeah. But why would, I mean, that's a terrible business decision. You're, you're not, if you're getting 10 to, I can't, I mean, dude, I don't know what ESPN would pay to go all in on the Pac-12, but I don't think they're all in on the Pac-12. Yeah, well, and I think the, the thing for San Diego State is like, even at 20 million a year, you're way up in revenue for San Diego State. That, but I don't think that's necessarily the only conversation for San Diego State. You obviously don't want to put yourself in a position to be in a conference that's collapsing, right? Like you don't want to, you don't want to be part of a sinking ship. And 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 again, I'd feel a little differently about this if there was a bunch of P5 programs that were out mm. there uh, and open to realignment or I guess expansion in right. this case for the Pac-12. But there's not. There's really not. I mean, again, you're talking about. SMU and Colorado State and Tulane and like, you know, these different, you know, situations. And, and I, I just don't feel like that, like Tulane doesn't replace Arizona State, you know, like SMU doesn't replace, you know, Oregon, let's say. It just, that's not how it works. And so that's why I say like, I, you know, I'm not trying to be in some argument about how dire the situation is, but that's why sometimes I feel like the situation is kind of dire because again, you know, this NBC news, like before today with the NBC thing, I was like, all right, 
I, there has to be traction in the NBC situation for the Pac-12. But now that they've gone and done done this game with the NFL and they're looking to do Notre Dame and like they just don't need the Pac-12. And and yeah, sure, do they have the space? They could probably figure it out. But it's a need for, it's a it's a supply and demand yes, thing. It is. They don't need you. And and ESPN doesn't need you. And that's my problem. So again, it all comes back to this idea that their best way forward, in my opinion, is to bring it all in-house and ship it out to market. That's the best way to do this to keep your conference intact because then you're enabling the Phil Knights of the world to go out and make deals. And what does Phil Knight do for a living? He makes deals. So that's what I'm saying. Like, that's uh, the only way that I think this conference stays together in its current setup. Yeah, I think it's going to be fascinating to watch. Less of us, more of you. Let's get your comments in here. Matt Ritson gives us $5 to say hi, Monty and Jake. Hello. I am watching your show on a Southwest plane. Okay. My, uh, I have my peanuts, my mixed drink, heading to Nashville to listen to country music and SEC baseball. Big fan of SEC baseball, Big dude. fan of SEC baseball. Yeah. By the way, we're talking Aaron Judge today. And we're we not are. skipping it. Hey, by the way, did you guys see what uh, Utah women's softball is doing? Mm -hmm. How about Utah women's softball? I meant to mention it yesterday. How about Utah women's softball winning the Pac-12 championship, the first ever Pac-12 Pac tournament? Yeah. They beat UCLA, one of the best teams in the country. Yeah. They beat UCLA in the championship game. Yeah. Like, um, I'm, again, I know that Utah brings no value to any conference ever created. Poverty organization. Yeah, poverty, poverty school. Yeah. Like, right. no, they don't play football. They don't have a basketball program. They don't even have culinary <coughs> arts, right? Like, that's just little old Utah. Right. But they actually play some softball. Right. Who knew? Yeah, who knew? Who knew? Uh, Ritson, travel, uh, travel safe me, my friend. Good to see you, as always. Uh, if you're watching the show right now, if you're one of the 400 people, please go ahead and hit the like button. Um, I slacked on that yesterday. I know that. Um, and I must, I must be better about chiding you folks to hit the like button. It helps. Uh, Anthony Zappin. Here we go. Anthony's back, giving us two more dollars today. Excellent. Did the ACC magnificent magnificent seven hire the advocates? Maybe they should have. Yeah. Maybe they Maybe should have. They wouldn't be in some dumbass grant of rights if they had. Twenty I said twenty thirty-six. Dude. Can you guys believe? I man, like you are just you're handcuffed behind your back. Really between your legs, like front to back between your legs, you're handcuffed. You can't run, you can't walk, you can just sit there in frustration. Until 2036. Kiss my butt. Can you imagine? Oh, my God, the frustration. Truck stop Gumby, that's a week and a half in Pelican Bay. Yes, it is. Dude, it is. Yes, it is. You're, a, you're in A block. Uh, Scott of Greywater says John Skipper was running ESPN when he uh, made sign the ACC. He was. He was. But you know what the funny thing is about all these TV deals? Like, I don't know if you guys saw that the NFL laid people off talking about these economic times. Right. And then they just announced, you know, right away that but they got a $110 million dollar paycheck. times, dude. I mean, it's so tough right now. But again, again, also, also we talk about these economic times. Did you guys hear about Pat McAfee today? Oh. You know, because remember the Washington State president said, oh. well, well, you know... 
Um, ESPN, essentially, he said, ESPN can't make an announcement of a TV deal right now because of all the layoffs in the tech industry. Yeah, and so the optics wouldn't be wouldn't be too good, man. I mean, we can't be out here signing $100 million deals. And then Pat McAfee today, according to Andrew Marshan, the leading media reporter in the country at the New York Post, Pat McAfee is joining ESPN. Let's talk money. Pat McAfee is walking away from $120 million from FanDuel. He's making $30 million a year just from FanDuel to do his ESPN uh, or to do his YouTube show that he's taking to ESPN. That will remain on YouTube. And why will it remain on YouTube? Because he gets about 300,000 views a day and that's just an ATM machine. Like, it's incredible the money that Pat McAfee is going to ESPN to make and leaving behind from FanDuel. Yeah. Oh, but tech layoffs and we can't announce a TV deal yeah. because Pat McAfee is getting paid before we are. Don't play intramurals, brother. So everybody who got all pissed that we said the Washington State guy doesn't know what he's talking about. Yeah. Remember that, you know, last week. Yes, yes. Kirk Schultz, the pre and, and, and you know, like you, you look at the, here's the clip. I'll play the clip. Here's the president of Washington State saying tech layoffs are why we don't have a TV deal. Why is it dragged on so long? I think it's just the environment. It's the uncertainty in the economy, uh, the layoffs in the tech sector and other places. I mean, look at the major media companies have almost all laid off people and so have some of the major players in the tech sector. And, you know, I know at least one of the partners we were talking to said, we're ready to sign today. But the optics of us announcing that we're laying off X number of people and we signed, you know, this multi-million dollar deal with the Pac-12 are just simply not the best. So we're going to have to wait six weeks. Now, I'm not sure if six weeks make that much difference or whatever your time frame is, but clearly the optics was something that those groups are really worried about. No, um, oh. I, I don't know. I, I, I don't know uh, if uh, I don't uh, know quite. I don't quite know how to answer that, to be honest. Hey, uh, Kirk, but uh, slick, dude. So let me get this right. The optics and notice he mentioned ESPN just like ESPN. Uh, the optics. <clears throat> so the optics aren't bad to sign Pat McAfee to what's being reported as a $20 million per year deal. And I would remind you, ESPN is taking over full production control so they're going to pay for all of his staff all of his production costs all of that is moving under the espn umbrella so pat doesn't have to pay that anymore and they're going to pay pat mcfee 20 million dollars a year mm. which by the way is is and i know it's crazy more than each school is reportedly going to make if they do a deal with with the espn so let me get this right. You're going to pay Pat McAfee and his boys $20 million a year, but you're only going to pay Stanford nine. Um, but um, the optics, um, um, bro. this is ridiculous. It's embarrassing. It's ridiculous. I'm telling you. I don't, I, I, mm, I don't know what the Pac-12 does. <coughs> I don't know what the Pac-12 does because I think it is incredibly dangerous. Incredibly dangerous. Bob Holsey. Uh, thanks for being a member of the show. He says, Pac has got to go back to Dumont. 
I don't know what that means. Uh, Christopher Shannon, why? Notre Dame, this isn't 1953 anymore. Notre Dame doesn't have the pole like it used to. Oh, you want to bet a nickel on that? You want to bet? Well, you watch the deal that NBC, the renewal that NBC's supposedly trying to work out with Notre Dame. People watch Notre Dame football. They travel to go see Notre Dame football. They fill up Notre Dame Stadium. Notre Dame is on the cusp of the college football playoff in even in their bad years. Facts. Like you look at, um, did you guys see uh, that the Action Network, Brett McMurphy projected the bowl games, right? And he has, I would remind you, he has Oregon and Tulane Bro. at the Fiesta Bowl, right? But... You know, you just you just start looking and oh, hey, wait, the the, the Relia Quest Bowl in Tampa. <laughs> Sorry, I thought you said Relia Quest. <laughs> I can't make that up. Relia Quest Bowl in Tampa is Notre Dame and Texas A and M. I said Notre, Dame, but Notre Dame sucks and they're not relevant. Well, apparently they don't suck that bad because they're going to take on Texas A and M in a bowl game where they'll be favored over Texas A&M. I mean, it's ridiculous. And by the way, you want to know Brett McMurphy's projections for the national championship are Michigan-Florida State in the Rose Bowl game with Michigan favored by five and a half. Georgia and Washington in the All-State Sugar Bowl with Georgia, Georgia favored by six. Georgia and Michigan in the college football playoff championship game. January 8th, Houston, Texas, Georgia and Michigan. Georgia by a point and a half. So again, Alabama doesn't get in. They play in the Cotton Bowl against Texas Tech where they're favored by four. Mm -hmm. So apparently, as I've been saying, I'm not the only idiot, no idiot, who says Texas Tech, guns up, pew, pew, is going to be good this year. Get the hell out of here with that. Come on, the pew, pew. That was awesome, dude. You know. Katie Raider is going to be proud of you. Yeah, good old Katie, Texas. What's up? The city of Katie's amazing. And then Clemson and, oh, oh excuse me, the... Just get a sip of water. I don't want to <coughs> disrespect the Buckeyes. Now, let me get one, too, real quick. Just, just real quick. Real quick. All right. Take your time. The pause is much longer than this. Ohio State uh, in the Capital One Orange Bowl. <coughs> and I know we have a lot of Ohio State fans who listen to this show. I hate Ohio State. I hate that. The Ohio State. No, it's not. I mean, it is, but it's not. You don't need to pop. The. Just uh, Kyle Van Oy, Brigham. Move on. Bryce Young, Alabama. Move on. Like, it, it, the, the. No. Joey Galloway, the Ohio State. I, I hate Ohio State. Uh, Truck Stop Gumby says fat. Thank you. Appreciate that. Uh, we'll be back on that conversation. Probably. Today. By the way, I lost another pound this morning. Yeah, yeah screw you. Suck it. Fat shamers. Uh, Bryce Martin says, let's not get ahead of ourselves, Matt. Yeah, Matt. Uh, Hartley says, the world isn't ready for a Texas Tech national champion. Dude. <laughs> You're not wrong. Pew, pew. You're not the wrong, The world's bro. not ready. The world is not ready. You know. Aaron Wilson. What's up, Aaron Wilson? Says, Raider. Uh, Jeremy Callahan, tech is going to be very good. Pew, pew. Uh, 
<laughs> Look at all the tech fans. Hello, Texas. Hello, Texas. <laughs> all hat, no cattle. All hat, no cattle. Yeah. No 100,000 fans at AT&T Stadium uh, if, if it happens. Yeah, I but it won't. be surprised by it's, that. It's not AT&T Stadium. It's the old cow palace in what is it? Tarrant County, Texas. Do they circumcise Skeeters there? Rackham. Aaron Wilson says Rackham Tech, of course. Spangler says uh, TBH A&M is kind of trash. <laughs> wow. Bryce Martin, I agree again. Let's not get ahead of ourselves. Uh, Ohio. The <clears throat> Ohio State. Uh, Jim Choi. Are you in a good mood or a bad mood today? Jim generally tends to lean nice guy or asshole, but nothing in the middle. Right. Really nice guy. Holy cow, what an asshole. Uh, I just want to thank you all. <laughs> Jim Joy, ASUAD just said all 10 schools united deal coming in July or <laughs> Classic. Okay, so if if Ray Anderson said that, Ray Anderson. and I haven't seen that. Let's go ahead and pull up uh, Arizona Sports. Because I'm guessing does. that's where he does his interviews All his at. hits. Uh, I'm just telling you. There's... Yeah, just uh, sat Brad Denny, and this is ASU football for CBS 5. Uh, just sat down with Arizona State Ray Anderson for an hour. This is on a podcast, and apparently he talked about, quote, I'm very confident in the long-term viability. The 10 teams are, the 10 schools are solid. Feel it will be summertime, July or perhaps August when the media deal is announced. You're in real trouble so if wait, that's the case. Wait, I, I thought it was supposed to be Thanksgiving. And then it was supposed to be Christmas. And it was supposed to be New Year's. And it was supposed to be, you know, uh, Valentine's Day. And then X, Y, and Z. And now we're working on July and August. So what's it going to be, dude? What's it going to be? Yeah, I don't... Um, More of the same is what it is. If, if this is, in fact, the case. One... I should say that Ray Anderson is certainly not, um, how do I say? He's not the most competent athletic director, right? I mean, he's not. Doesn't make you feel responsible. And I would remind you that this is not Ray Anderson's first comments on, on this here subject. If you look at... If you look at Ray Anderson's history, I believe it was February, and I'm going to put it up here because I have it in, we have it in our, in our archives. You guys will remember this, that Ray Anderson in February said it would be a couple of weeks. Here's Ray Anderson from Arizona Sports with Bickley and Murata. In it here, we'll get something resolved in the next couple of weeks, three weeks, so we can take next steps and get some of this speculation out of the air in regard to what our conference may be thinking in terms of pick off the Pac-10 teams. So wait, let me get this right. Let me get this right. Now, from this, from this, you're going to July or August. From February, where you said it'll be a couple of weeks. 
man, I I have a feeling that this is going to be. When you ask them that question, you may get a very unusual not, answer. Yeah, no, no, this is this is crazy. And listen, I I don't know. I don't know why Ray Anderson is doing interviews. I think we just said not half an hour ago that it's not wise for guys like Ray Anderson to be out here talking about the Pac-12 TV deal. Mm -hmm. But he told CBS 5 in Arizona through Brad Denny, I'm very confident in the long-term viability. The 10 schools are solid. He didn't say the Pac-12 is solid. The 10 schools are solid. It'll be summertime, July or perhaps August, when the media deal is announced. Then the grant of rights signed, the focus will turn to expansion. Bro, first of all, what sense does that make? Not a lot. Uh, I don't, I, that doesn't make a lot of sense to me. Yeah, I just don't know how you go from a couple of weeks to July or August. What, I mean, next thing we know, it's going to be October or November. I just don't know. I, I, I really, honestly, I just don't know how. And this is just me, dude. I, I don't know how you can take what Ray Anderson says seriously. No, you can't. I mean, you, you, uh, yeah. This is the problem for the Pac-12. And I don't know how you fix it. I don't because frankly speaking, and I would obviously we'd love your comments on it. I, I just don't see what sense this makes. I don't see what sense this makes that you're talking about now, July or August, which what does that tell you that they are stuck with just ESPN? Yeah. That's what this tells you very clearly. And I'm not saying we told you so. I'm not saying any of that, but we told you so. <laughs> see what I did there? Yeah. Anyway, the point is, Look at me. We just talked about this. Go back to the beginning of the show 38 minutes ago. We just talked about this. The fact of the matter is that with NBC Universal paying $110 million to the NFL for one playoff game to be streamed on Peacock, they're out on the Pac-12. But you already knew that Apple was teetering because Apple wants every single piece of content or none. Mm -hmm. We exclusively reported... On the show last week, Amazon's out at the Pac-12 altogether. Where else are you going to go here? What, what, what other options do you have? Because Ion, Brian Lawler, told us on the show last week when he was announcing yet another major sports rights deal for Ion TV that they have not had any contact or interest in Pac-12 sports. So now Ion Script Sports is out. Amazon's out. It appears Apple's out. NBC Universal's out. The CW, if they were going to be in, this deal would have been done already. <coughs> but now they're massively struggling with, this, with the, the live golf numbers. And their foray into sports by everybody's measure has been a massive failure, even without paying a rights fee. Yeah. Like, where does the Pac-12 have left to go? They're going to have to find somebody to go lock, stock, and barrel with who will pay them 250, 200 to $250 million a year. And ESPN's not at... I, I mean, I, honestly, if it's my opinion, I think I could see ESPN go into $100 million a year. 
I've been told by sources just about everywhere in TV, ESPN is at $90 million a year to the Pac-12 for a five-year deal. That's it. That's not singular TV money. Yeah. So I don't know if you're the Pac-12. I don't know what you do here, Jake. But this report from Ray Anderson, this just seems really stupid. I just don't, I agree with you. I don't know why you're talking. I don't know why you're 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 um, doing interviews. I don't know why you're exposing yourself. I don't know why you're going out there and 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 having conversations and and doing and like saying things that put the conference in a bad light. Like, because ultimately you can sit here and like, I don't care, dude, if it's buddy up at Washington state or Arizona state or Utah or Colorado or whoever, like, I don't care who you are. You should not be talking. You should not be commenting. There is no good in you commenting. The next comment that should come out of the PAC 12 is, Hey, this is going to be our distribution deal. That should be the next comment. Then you have a reason to talk. What's the reason to talk? right now there is none absolutely none so that's why i say like when the acc comes out and all the presidents are like yeah we're we've agreed we're not talking to the media that's kind of how it should be that's the smart play because you notice we're not talking about the president at north carolina saying some dumb stuff or fsu or whatever what you know clemson like we're not having that conversation because none of them talk so to me that's what i'm saying dude every day that goes by like, we can call it dramatic, but you're inching closer and closer and closer to mm. a dire situation, bro. You're running out of options. You're running out of time. And that's all cute and fine and dandy that you want to say that, hey, we're getting a deal done. Then the focus will shift to expansion. Hey, by the way, uh, San Diego State's running out of time, right? Because when July gets here, yeah, that exit fee triples in cost. Yeah, that's the I, problem. I, and I think this is... This is just emblematic of the issues of George Klyovkov and Larry Scott, the, the prior commissioner of the Pac-12. Like, the mismanagement from these two, I think, has been crippling. Yeah. It's been absolutely crippling. And, you know, I, I, we have talked about it on this show before that there's a reason that you keep hearing the same people talking. This is not the first time that Ray Anderson's talked, not yeah. to be redundant. But you keep hearing from President Robbins. You keep hearing from... You know, Ray Anderson. Notice you're not hearing from, you know, President Kose at Washington. You're not hearing from Phil Knight. You're not hearing, like, these people understand leadership. And then there's this group of presidents in the Pac-12 who do not. Mm -hmm. And frankly, do not care. So you get the chancellor at Colorado talking about it. You get, like, the, the quote that really should stand out to you right now is if you go back and you start remembering what president Robbins at Arizona said and knowing the big 12 number. I know president Robbins at Arizona said to Dennis Dodd at CBS. I know what the big 12's number is. I just need to hear what the PAC 12's number is. Then I can make a decision that as plain Dude. as day, make a decision on staying or going. And now you're not going to know, even though, even though, you have Arizona State's president saying there's been no discussion with the Big 12 Conference on moving. I mean, there's been discussions between everyone everywhere. Oh. So this is the president uh, of Arizona State. Oh, what are you talking about, man? Saying this. And now today, you get Ray Anderson, the athletic director at Arizona State, saying July or August. Hmm. 
Mm. And he didn't. He said July or perhaps August when the media deal gets announced. So wait, let me get this right. You're telling me we're going to go to Pac-12 Media Day in, at the end of July and, and we're not going to have an idea of what the T, we're not going to have a new TV deal. No. It's not possible. How do you add Pac-12 Media Day? Pac-12 Football Media Day in Las Vegas, which by the way, you're one of the lone conferences who hasn't announced the details of their football media day. But explain to me, how do you have that event without a new TV deal if you're the Pac-12? Because what that tells me is no presidents, no athletic directors, and certainly George Klyovkov will not be doing media. Mm-hmm. I, I, this is, if this is to be believed from Ray Anderson, the athletic director at Arizona State, this is, a, this is an absolute disaster for the, for the Pac-12. Yeah. Because all this is going to do, this is, just, this is just kerosene on a fire, man. Yep. That's all this is. Just yep. spark it up, bro. Because it, now, it's, now there's no going away. Now there is no going away. Make sure you guys hit the like button. It really helps the channel grow. Appreciate everybody who is here. And uh, thank you to um, Aaron Wilson, who gifted a new membership today. Aaron, thank you very much for that. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Appreciate it. Um, let's get your thoughts in here. Where are you guys at on this? Is this, is this new quote from Ray Anderson a problem? Uh, Tanner Plummer, they'll be on the cooking channel because the pack will be dead meat. So see what he did there? So that was, you notice how he worked in a dead meat reference, but then it was the cooking channel. So it's like you're cooking dead meat and it all kind of works together. You guys see how that works? That's pretty good, Tanner. Tanner's been a little salty lately. <laughs> Withdrawing himself for consideration from the RSL summer promotion. For personal reasons. Okay. Okay. Saul Goodman says, because it's better seeing someone else burn roughs. Yep, that's not wrong. Uh, ben Novak, perhaps Saudi Arabia or the Mexican cartels can launder money through the Pac-10 media deal broadcast on Univision and Telemundo. Saudi stooge. Okay. Uh, Rick Forster, Azteca TV. There you go. There you go. Okay. Uh, Truck Stop Gumby, Pac-12 football, your nearest Tupperware party. Well... Okay, okay, see Kaufman, as we all gather around the deathbed of the Pac-12. Yep, yep. Right? Yep. Spangler says the Big 12's focus just swung completely 180 to the ACC in the last two days. I don't think that's necessarily the case. If I am the Big 12, I am trying to get the Arizona schools. You're waiting to pounce. I'm trying to get Oregon and I'm trying to get Gonzaga, or Oregon State and I'm trying to get Gonzaga. Gonzaga. That's what I'm after. Gonzaga. Because if that happens, I think you cripple the, the Pac-12. And I don't, like, find me a, an ACC school that's a, a comfortable fit in the Big 12. Just with all due respect. Find me an ACC school that's like, oh, yeah, Georgia Tech. With all due respect. Man, Florida State and the Big 12 just makes total sense. No, it doesn't. Carolina, no. Duke, no. Um, there's not one. Which ACC school belongs wholeheartedly in the Big 12? Yeah. There's Good not luck. one. There's not one. So I don't think the Big 12 is a fit for the ACC. I really yeah. don't. Travis Bird, if they merge, uh, Utah will be top dogs of that conference for the next 26 years. <laughs> 
Today's a Victor's tough day. The way. Yeah, today's a tough day for Travis Bird. Victor's the way. Because he's well aware that Jazz are not going to get Victor Wambanyama coming up in less than three hours. Two hours and 13 minutes until the Jazz don't get Victor Wambanyama. And Donuts, what's up? San Diego State reduced pack share may have them making less than the Mountain West Conference. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm... Why would San Diego State leave? Makes no sense, dude. It makes no sense at all. Kurt Peters, hello, darkness, my old friend. I've come to talk with you again. Get out of your freaking mind. Do you know who that is? You don't know who that is? I know the song. I can't name the artist off the top of my head. You guys, I apologize. Radiohead? (laughs) (laughs) You said Radiohead. Wow. Jay Chapman, the Big 12 should be seriously looking at UConn, in my opinion. Maybe. I mean, again, just asking. And I'm asking for a friend. I understand the basketball value in UConn. Regionally, how do you make that work? How do you make that work? Oh, shit. That is not a short trip. That is not a short trip. I thought you said it wasn't a short trip. No, it's not. It's not an easy trip. It's not a comfortable trip. Right? But winter is coming. What are you going to do? Add St. John's? You're going to add UConn? Maybe they in West Virginia and Central Florida can chill in the cut? I mean, I don't. I mean, I like UConn as a property. I just don't think it's a good fit. Yeah, dude, UConn is a nice little program, but they're, the Big 12 is not going out of its way to add UConn. There are m- much more important entities they've out got, west. They've got to get west. He And Brett Yormark has been upfront and honest yes. about it. Their priority is the, is the western time zone, the yes. Pacific time zone. He's got West Virginia, and, and I think part of the problem is he's got this awkward fit in West Virginia in the, in the, the eastern time zone. Thanks. But that's not adding UConn doesn't fix your problem. Yeah, it does not fix your problem. Cougar tracks as the sun sets over the pack's Pacific Ocean. The pack is still united. <laughs> Shannon says they have nowhere to go. I don't disagree with that. Uh, Spangler, any Pac-12 that is added will dilute our conference. I totally disagree. So you're telling me Arizona basketball dilutes the Big Twelve? What are you talking about? <clears throat> You're oh, telling you me talking about, man? Arizona, Arizona State, Oregon State football dilutes your conference. No, it doesn't. Utah football dilutes your conference. You, because you're, you're telling me that Utah softball, Utah women's basketball dilutes your conference. No, it doesn't. No, it does not. Come on. That, that makes no sense. Raider Mark, uh, it will take minimum two years for the ACC to unravel, but it all would take, uh, all it would take to kill it would be a TV network saying they won't pay up. Well, that's not wrong. You know. Uh, Travis Bird, really good cater how you have media day. Not Wait, sure what you mean. I'm, I'm not sure what you're talking about there, man. Bob Holsey, let's ask Oregon and Washington where they'll be in August. Well, that's a really good question. Saul Goodman, only Oregon and Washington are good gets. No, I'm not doing I'm not. No. You know what, Saul? I'm not playing your game today. <laughs> no, I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. I am. 
I am somebody who, you know what, man? The mental focus that I have acquired does that keeps me from falling into your trap. Yes. And I 100% attribute that to Bucked Up. Buckedup.com. Use the promo code Monty to save 20% off a new free deal for you today. My friends at Bucked Up, guys, they're releasing their brand new bars Boom. and they want you to get them free. They want to send you a sampler pack of their bars. Look at the quality ingredients we're talking about in their bar. Uh, protein crisps, which are high protein, uh, made with real milk, deliver superior flavor, which by the way, these bars are phenomenal in taste. Uh, whey protein, isolate, dates. You look at the ingredients, you're getting quality, quality ingredients, and you're getting protein, and you're getting taste. 17 grams of protein, 13 net carbs in a bar that tastes fantastic. Guys, go and get it for, for free. Right now, a sampler pack in the description below uh, from Bucked Up. I think we try to tell you this every day on the show, whether it's you know bars or Bucked Up shots, Buck shots. We try to give you guys the opportunity to engage with our, our partners for free, right? And you look at Bucked Up. Bucked Up has been so generous with our show. Every time they release a new product, they give us a free sample for our listeners. So you're going to get a sampler pack of their bars for free shipped right to your front door mm -hmm. for free. All you have to do, click the link in the description below. It says free bucked up bars right there. Click that link. Go down a little bit more. You want free bars and free buck shots. It says free buck shot. Six free buck shots sent right to your front door. I just ordered two boxes of buck shot today. I love it that much. I'm telling you, bucked up, the thing that you can count on with bucked up, you guys, is they're always going to use quality ingredients that make their products effective. That is the entire game. It bucked up because, you know, like while you're hitting the like button, I want you to consider if you're somebody who works out or if you're somebody that sits behind a desk all day, you need mental focus, right? If you're somebody that works out or sits behind a desk all day, you need good quality nutrients. You need good nutrition. Bucked Up offers you all of that. And listen, if you're like me, my wife is training for a triathlon right now. I use a wide variety of Bucked Up products. Use the promo code Monty to get 20% off at buckedup.com. I did that today with my uh, collagen peptides, two boxes of Buckshot. Um, and if you're in the state of Utah, go into any of their Bucked Up stores. Farmington Station, South Jordan, Orem is one of the most beautiful stores I've ever been in. Hook it up, buckedup.com. Use the promo code Monty online or go in the store. They'll give you a free bucked up drink. You say, hey, I heard about you on the Monty Show. They said you'd give me a free bucked up drink. Knock it down. But right now, get your free bucked up bars and buckshot in the description below. Let's get some more comments in here on our breaking news this afternoon. Ray Anderson, the... Uh, Athletic director at Arizona State talking to CBS 5 in Arizona and saying that a media deal for the Pac-12 will be announced in July or August, which is just ball-breaking. <laughs> um, what are your thoughts on that? Can they survive? Uh, let's see. Spencer Williams gives us a $4.99 tip. $4.99. And by the way, you guys, I always read the comments that like with Spencer, he gave us $4.99 to say. So I'm always going to read the comments that, are, that have a tip on them. 
They always get red, and they always get red first. Louisville, Pitt, Virginia Tech, and Virginia fit in the Big 12. Don't forget we have Cincinnati and West Virginia already. Well, no, of course. You have Cincinnati and West Virginia. Now, I would agree Pitt's an interesting one, right? Because Pitt and West Virginia are natural rivals, right? So you're talking about how does Virginia and Virginia Tech fit in the Big 12? The only thing that makes sense about that is regionality. Yeah. You're all you're all playing in the same region there. You could be travel partners. Okay, I totally understand that. But again, my question is when you add a fourth time zone, because Brett, your mark, I think, has been remarkably consistent in saying he values the Pacific time zone. Fast. So and let's just pretend it's Oregon State, because I think there's a real good chance it's Oregon State. Because that's really the only available program in the Pacific time zone. Yeah. Because don't forget, Arizona and Arizona State, they're, they're kind of in different time zones, depending on the time of year. You're, sometimes they're in mountain, sometimes they're in Pacific. The clock never changes, the time zone does, right? Oregon State is the only property that gives you the Pacific time zone. So how does Oregon State, West Virginia work? That's a big question for me. It's a tough question. That is a very tough question. Very tough question. But, you know, Spencer, I think that's a, that's a, a good grouping. That's well thought out by you. Uh, Jeremy Callahan, uh, Virginia Tech would fit in the 12, except they get their asses kicked so much that they would become our Rutgers. Um. True. Um, Saul Goodman says, LOL. Simon says, Monty, Virginia Tech is a big rival with West Virginia. Yeah, but it's not Pitt. It's not Pitt, West Virginia. Come on now. Uh, Ron McClure. Arizona and Arizona State are Pacific for all in-season games, period. I live here. So do we. Um, but, the, but again, the issue is you're talking about football. You got to remember, hey, basketball season. Like, and I'm not saying that they're not, a, they're, they're not fits in the Big 12. Yeah. They're not fully Pacific time zone teams. They're not a West Coast. Brett Yormark is looking for a West Coast enclave. Yes. For the Big 12. And my belief is... Arizona, Arizona State, Oregon State, Gonzaga are that West Coast enclave. Yes. Yes. Just makes sense. It is. It absolutely is. You know. Um, Let's see. What is... Spangler says they're uh, sub-casuals, Jaron Eccles, go Cubs. Good to see you. Spangler says they're not. I ain't hating. Just keeping it real. They're not what, Spangler? Ryan Fair, good to see you, friend. I think you want as many rivalries as possible. I think you do. I think you always do. That's the BYU-Utah conversation. Yes. Right? That's the BYU-Utah conversation, without a doubt. Uh, Ron says, football is the only thing that counts, in my opinion. Well, not in the Big 12. You're just too used to the Pac-12, because I'm telling you, and I think we've chronicled this on this show for months and months and months. Yes. Basketball is a revenue stream. Notice they're not just playing Big 12 football in Mexico. (coughs) No, that's in Monterey. They're playing Big 12 basketball in Mexico City. Yeah. They're going to Rucker Park in New York. That's a basketball enclave, right? They're driving major revenue through the best basketball conference in the country. Kansas City is their home for the Big 12 tournament. Bringing in DJs, bringing in, you know, musical performers of note. Shaq, they're bringing in, like, all these big people. They're doing it upright, making it an event. Basketball is a revenue stream, and it has to be. And if you look around the country, what's the Big Ten doing with basketball? Revenue stream. What's the Big 12 doing? Revenue stream. What's the ACC not doing? Not making it a revenue stream. You look at the Big 12, you look at the Big Ten, 
Hmm. What's the Pac-12 not doing? Make a basketball revenue stream mainly because they don't, they don't have good basketball. Yeah. But you look at the Big 12, best basketball conference in the country. Driving revenue through events, partnerships, regionality. Yeah, I'm telling you. Basketball, if you are not making if you are not making basketball a revenue stream, you're crazy. Yeah. You're crazy. Um, that's just my opinion. Um, and if you are not going to Papa Murphy's Pizza and using the promo code MATI25, you're also crazy. Because look what starts tomorrow. Buy one, get one free. On a large or family-sized pizza, May 17th through 20, all you got to do is use the promo GETBOGO. This is a national promotion. Yeah. So anywhere you're listening with a Papa Murphy's Pizza, GETBOGO is your code. You get a buy one, get one free large or family-sized pizza. It's a phenomenal deal. Phenomenal deal. With the cost of that free pizza, get yourself some meatball marinara. Yes. Get yourself some take-and-bake chocolate chip cookies. I promise you, you will come back here and you will thank me. At Papa Murphy's, we do more than just pizza. We do meatballs and marinara. Papa Murphy's does meatballs? Oh, oh, I think you mean I do the meatballs and marinara? And how do you do it, Dad? How do I do it? How do you do it? Oh. Well, we do it with savory ground beef covered, covered in tangy, tangy marinara. That's how, honey. At Papa Murphy's, we make great pizza. And don't forget the meatballs. Order now at PapaMurphy's.com. Papa Murphy's Pizza. Again, here's the promo code for you guys. Get BOGO starting tomorrow through Saturday. You can buy one, get one free in a large or family-sized pizza from our good friends at Papa Murphy's Pizza. Download the mobile app. I promise you, you will not be disappointed. Always hooking you guys up. I'm telling you, whether it's Bucked Up or Papa Murphy's Pizza, you're always getting the hookup here on the Monty Show, uh, which is, as always, presented by our good friends at The Advocates, theadvocates.com, the best injury attorneys in the business. And here we are with more rain. Here we are with more thunder and flooding. And, you know, one of the things I really love about The Advocates is they really care about their communities. So if you're in Arizona, Idaho, Wyoming, of course, a great state of Utah, the advocates really invest in their communities, whether it's the bike drive they have coming up this weekend where they collect bikes and they donate them to the community. I mean, they just always have something and they're always giving, you know, great advice. You know, one of the things the advocates are so passionate about, like wearing helmets when you ride your bikes and your motorcycles and your scooters, because you have to expect the unexpected. I'll tell you, Mrs. Monty and I were going to the driving range last night. And a car just pulled out in front of us out of nowhere. And I have no idea how I avoided that car. But what did I say? When we got around that car and kept going, I said, man, I almost had to call the advocates. That's what I want you guys to think of. Yes. When, you're, when you get in an accident in your car, hopefully it never happens. But if it does, man, I got to get to theadvocates.com. Man, I got to call the advocates. If you or your sister, your friends, your family... You get hurt at work. Workman's comp is such a dangerous situation. Theadvocates.com. You get hit while you're riding your bike. You get hit while you're driving your motorcycle. Because how, how many cars? We see it every day, right? When you, you're, you're riding your motorcycle, how many cars are, are you know, crowding motorcycles, tailgating motorcycles, right? Like, it's just an amazing, amazing lack of awareness, but if you get hit on your motorcycle, you didn't deserve that. But you do deserve an advocate, theadvocates.com. Utahadvocates.com. Make sure you tell them you heard about it on the Monty Show. When you chat with an attorney live online for free, 
24-7-365 because you never pay the advocates until they win your case. Uh, talking about the, the Big 12, we're just two hours away from the NBA draft lottery coming up in 27 minutes. Yes. We will break uh, Big Daddy Magic's heart. We're terrible people. With our latest reporting on the, the on the Utah Jazz. and eh, not for the Jazzy. Victor's the way. You know, it's not good. Uh, but Rick Forrester says, if you ask for a pineapple pizza in Rome, they will hang you. Nice. Good thing we're not in Rome. Well, when I'm there next year, I'll ask. Uh, Travis Bird, the BYU football team is known nationwide. You stop, Travis. Ron McClure, Big 12 fan hatred is real. That's the truth. Look at this chat. Big 12 fan. You like you people hate Big 12 fans? Is that what you mean? Uh, Boyd Lake, I want uh, OSU and OSU in the same conference. How cool would that be? The Pokes playing the Beavers. My God. The Beavers. The Beaver. Beaver. Uh, let's see. Nate B says Boyd Lake, same color scheme as well. Beaver. Okay. Uh, I don't know. Boyd Lake, colors for the Pokes and the Beavers is ex uh, pretty similar. It is. Guys, 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 guys. <laughs> Cougar tracks. Monty, you need to do something about Travis. Be please. What, what do you... I, 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 you, you're all free to comment what you like. Travis Bird, I don't know why he rips BYU on a regular basis. Yeah, I don't get it. But making ridiculous comments like that, I wouldn't do that, Travis. Uh, Jet Wayman, the tile king yes. of Utah. You can't turd. Hi, Jet. Good to see you. Uh, <laughs> Don't you wish everybody got welcome to the chat like that? Uh, Jeremy Callahan, didn't Big Daddy Magic steal all Frodo's hose in his Mandalorian underoos? I believe he did. Uh, okay. I believe he did. I'm pretty sure. Uh, hey, Duncan, no smoke. But if you're just tuning in uh, this afternoon to the Monty Show, um, the biggest stories in sports, I certainly think um, you're looking at this situation with the Pac-12 now, and if you missed it, Ray Anderson, the athletic director, uh, at Arizona State, um, really fired some folks up this afternoon when he told CBS 5 uh, in Arizona that, quote, Pac-12, uh, I'm very confident in the long-term viability. The 10 schools are solid. Feels it will be, quote, summertime, July or perhaps August when the media deal is announced. Then the grant of rights signed. Well, it doesn't work that way. Boy, I just noticed that. July or perhaps August when the media deal is announced, then the grant of rights are signed. That's not the way it works. I don't know. Am I making too much of this? Yeah, that's not how it works. You're not going to announce a media deal until the grant of rights is signed. Yeah, you don't have a media deal until the grant of rights is signed, bro. So just to, you know, dot the I's and cross the T's, um, the way these deals work are in the Pac-12, George Klyavkov's the commissioner who sits below the executive committee of three presidents. Those presidents all have pods with the remaining seven teams or schools in the conference. George Klyavkov takes his media deal that he gets to the executive committee, who then goes to their pods and gets a grant of rights signed by each member. Yeah. The issue has been that George has not been able to bring a deal to the table that the executive committee believes they can get a grant of rights on. Yeah. You have nothing without a grant of rights because a grant of rights, remember, is each university granting their right to broadcast their athletic competitions to the conference. 
They're not granting their rights to ESPN. The conference then who owns the rights to all of those 10 schools sells those rights to ESPN who then broadcast their games. But if you don't have a grant of rights from all 10 members, you don't have a conference-wide TV deal. Right. Period. So that's an interesting little uh, nugget there. Media deal announced, and then the grant of rights is signed. You guys think I'm making too much of that? I don't think you're making too much of it. I, I, I Like, he's an athletic director. You have to know how these things work, dude. Like, it's... it's if I said, hey... A Pac-12 athletic director uh, misspoke when talking about the process by which a media deal is done. Would anyone be surprised? I wouldn't be surprised with all due respect to the Pac-12. So, no, I don't think you're making too much of it. And notice that the your marks, uh, you know, of the world don't make these kind of mistakes. And they don't make these kind of mistakes because they don't need to talk about the process by which a deal gets done because the deal's done already. That's it. It's that simple. So to me, Ray Anderson can keep talking and keep running his mouth and Kirk up at, at Washington State can keep running his mouth and we can get, you know, President Robbins at Arizona running his mouth. But ultimately, it's not good for any of these schools. It's not good for the conference. It's not good for the long-term viability. And that's why I say, dude, if you're at $20 million a year, let's say, overall, that's a struggle. That I mean, I don't know how you as a, as a conference or as an institution survive on that. I, I, I really don't. But this, to me, you know, and again, I have to think he's quoted properly, right? Uh, what's his, the, the reporter who, who had him on his podcast? Can't remember his name. But that dude does good work. Like, I'd be surprised if it was misquoted somehow. Like, Brad Denny. Like, That's I, I, a you know shocking what I mean? misstatement. I, I, I will reach out to Brad and see if he can, if he can clarify that. Um, but it's, there's, going to be a, a, there's going to be a podcast from this particular conversation that will be published tonight, apparently. And I, I, I don't, you know, Lopes Van Gabe sent me a, a question like, why are these guys still talking? I have no idea. Because again, if Ray Anderson actually said that, and I, I'm not trying to be a dick about this in any way, shape or form. Look at the second paragraph, summertime, quote unquote, July or perhaps August when the media deal is announced, then the grant of rights signed. Uh, that's not how it happens. So does Ray Anderson not know that, or is Brad Denny speaking out of turn? Yeah, well, and I think if you go back to it real quick, I think the only other thing to look at here that I think is of, of question, notice where the quotes are at. So the quotes, the quoting symbols are, um, you know, obviously are around, I'm very confident in the long-term viability of, you know, the 10 schools are solid, and then the quotes are around the word summertime. So... And again, I'm not trying to slander Brad Denny at all, but it makes me kind of think, okay, yeah, maybe maybe this is a mistake. I don't know. But I'm very curious to hear this podcast because if if Ray Anderson said that, that that is a that you can't say that. I mean, that's just not how media deals work. And and again, that's not even an opinion. That that's just that's just that's just a fact that like that's not even in dispute like you can't announce a media deal then sign that's a grant right. of rights like that's just not 
like that's not like that's not us hating on someone that's just simply not how the process works man i really hope that that's a misquote from brad denny because if ray anderson said that he looks like a complete jackass yeah because that is a a glaring omission a glaring glaring omission uh if that is in fact true i i i just yeah i don't mean to keep putting it back up there but this is a shocker that is that is shocking to me that he would say that because that's just not that's not how it works man yeah. like i mean that's a completely uh, that's just like a very uninformed take almost i feel like you know like that's just not you don't you don't say something like that and again i almost feel like hey you went on a podcast did you not have a plan of what you wanted to say i mean you know again like just looking at this <laughs> i'm inclined to say it was a mistake and that and that uh uh ray anderson didn't say that that's i'm inclined to believe that because you don't put quotes around certain things and not others and again it's not quoted right the quoting symbols are not around hey grant of rights you know or announce media deal then grant of rights so i'm guessing this was a mistake but i don't know yeah i don't know either and i i hope that ray anderson didn't say that because it, it's just you guys, and I'm not trying to be anti-Pac-12. I am not anti-Pac-12, but this would just be another foot in the mouth of a really important figure. Yeah. Ray Anderson, and I'm not speaking about his, he has been a terrible athletic director in my opinion, but you look at the way that this, this situation is playing out, you can't afford to have that type of, of misspeak. I really hope that this is not Ray Anderson saying that. It, I mean, it would be shocking, honestly. I mean, because that again, that's just not how it works. And and if it is Ray Anderson, Man. and I can assure you, we will find this clip. I, I I promise you that we will we will find this at some point when but it's posted. Why talk? This it, but and again, it, that's this a, is this yeah. is what I struggle with. Why talk? Why? What is the? And I understand that this is a you know a podcast and. Why are you talking? If it's if it is like Arizona Sports 987 is the sports behemoth in in the state of Arizona. Usually they do like the front office guys, like all the sports executives. Okay, I totally understand that. Yep. But this is a podcast with some dude from from CBS TV. Did you really need to go and do this podcast? <coughs> like why would you do this? It it it's so frustrating to me it, it, it is just it, it is as somebody who tries to be a fan of the Pac-12 and I until this TV deal I I was a massive Pac-12 football fan mm -hmm. the game of football in the Pac-12 I'm a huge fan I I love going to Pac-12 stadiums I think the Coliseum Rice Eccles Stadium again I will say is the best home field advantage in 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 the Pac-12 hands down but you can't, these people are becoming unlikable. Sure, yeah. You know, and it, it, it's, it, whether it's Ray Anderson or George Klyovkov, like there is a large group of people in this conference that just should stop talking. Agreed. You know, like, I, I man. It's brutal. I, I don't understand. I don't, I just don't understand. Like, you're talking and you are exposing yourself. Yeah, but that's why the Pac-12 is a story every day because there's always something about 
about this portion or that portion or detail here, detail there. And that's what I'm saying. Like on one hand, I wouldn't even be surprised if Ray Anderson said that on, on, on some level, because again, that would just be classic PAC 12, you know, not knowing the process, not being good. Like, that wouldn't be surprising but again, to me. This is also the guy that is that Ray Anderson, that in my opinion, has held back Arizona State football. <clears throat> and I think has not done enough to to prop up like the the ASU refusing to play GCU, like the like the Arizona State Sports has been a disaster for pretty much as long as he's been there. Yeah. Like it, Todd Graham and the fundraising that Todd did to get that stadium renovated and it's nothing short of a miracle. But, dude, they don't win. They don't win. And they're not a great basketball program. They're not a great football program. Hell, they're a baseball program, sort of. Hockey's been doing well. Ho well, hockey's been a revelation program. at Arizona State, and as if the Arizona Coyotes. Um, but you build a beautiful 5,000-seat hockey venue, but... It's so frustrating. I believe Arizona clinched the Territorial Cup yesterday. Again, Arizona's far more relevant in, in basketball. Like, I just, why is Ray Anderson talking? Like, he may, again, he just makes it, you're, you're unlikable. Yeah. Right? Like, and, and in a league where you have some really compelling storylines, whether it, I mean, before they left, obviously, USC trying to rebuild and become a national power again, and now you hire Lincoln, and, like, they're the best team in the country uh, recruiting-wise and transfer portal-wise, and I think they have a chance to win a national championship right now. Yeah. So you, you have a chance before the, 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 the realignment and the change is going to happen. The Pac-12 has a chance to make it to the college football playoff because actually Utah, Washington, and, and USC are going to be very good this year. Get a TV deal done. And put a, a flipping muzzle on your presidents and your athletic directors. <laughs> Stop. Like, and, and we can, we can be frustrated with, you know, Ray Anderson, but even when Mark Harlan was on Bill Riley's show in Salt Lake city last week on ESPN 700 in Salt Lake city last week, Mark Harlan, the athletic director at Utah went on. Did he make an ass of himself and miss get misquoted? He didn't. He handled it really well, really, really well. But Mark Harlan's a likable guy. Yeah. They're, that's a program that wins. Yeah. And you have a guy in Ray Anderson who doesn't win, says stupid shit, and now did it again on a podcast that he chose to go on, which I just don't understand. Where are we at in society today? It, it, it is so incredibly frustrating to me. Yeah. And we talked about this a lot when we, because we used to work at a really crappy radio station in Phoenix. But Arizona State gave us incredible access. Yes. And they just couldn't get out of their own way. And they still can't get out of their own way. And it's not changed. Yeah. It's, it's not changed. And I, I don't know. I don't know how you fix stupid. You don't. Because that's what this feels like. To, I don't because mean, it's garbage. I'm not trying to, you know, rail on this. But God, dog. Uh, up, up north war dogs. Monty, you're definitely anti-Pac-12. Okay. You feel? <laughs> bro. You feel that way? Okay, great. Cool. Uh, Sean Mirzinski, anybody who knows anything about these kind of deals knows that's not what happens. But then why say that? Because I think it's a mistake. I think it has to be it a mistake. It has to be. I mean, I, I, again, and I'm not even a Ray Anderson guy. I, I can't believe that he would have said that. 
can't believe it. Yeah, I have a real problem believing that. Like, I just... I'm hoping... You know what? I will even go as far as to say I'm sitting here hoping that that's not on tape. I am sitting here hoping that Ray Anderson is not on tape on uh, uh, this CBS podcast in Arizona saying that, yeah, we'll give him a rights deal and then a grant of rights. Man, I hope that's not the case, dude. I really do. Vorlon Angel. Boastful speeches are the first sign of weakness, and those who are capable of great things keep their mouths shut. Cicero. That ain't wrong. That ain't wrong, man. You're not wrong. Ron McClure. Fire Ray Anderson. Big movement here. Amen to that. Uh, Tanner Plummer. So what does that quote say about the show, Vorlon Angel? Wow. Wow, so now we're going to come out swinging today, Tanner. What, what is that supposed to mean? Well, I mean, you read the quote. He's saying that we're boastful. And it's a sign of weakness. Oh, okay. okay, Tanner. Okay. I see how it's going to be. Uh, Borlon says, Tanner, it applies to the Anderson talking uh, as well as others in the pack. Mm-mm-mm. Some people make their bed, Tanner. Uh, Brandon Butler, the Pac-10 is the conference of gaffes. Dude. This appears to be that way. This appears to be that way. I no. just, I know, I've, I don't mean to be repetitive, but I just would be shocked, dude. Like, I can't I, believe he I, would I say that. Can't, I just can't, I can't imagine that dude would have said that. And, and, it, and it does kind of add up that because, and not to disparage this podcast at all, I'm not even trying to do that, but this isn't like, you did an interview again with a major media tier one outlet, you know, like, like, like this is a podcast. So it would, and it's an Arizona state podcast. Yeah. So it would make sense that, Hey, maybe you don't know how grant of rights works and you did it the wrong way. This podcast is called speak of the devils, the premier ASU football podcast. And I just would be really yeah. Yeah, this is shocking. Right? Like, because are you telling me you host the, are you telling me you host the premier Arizona State football podcast and you don't know how to grant of rights works? Come on now. Or, or, or are you telling me that it's bigger breaking news that Ray Anderson has no idea how to, how a grant of rights work mm. and that that's bigger news than the PAC 12 burning to the ground. Yeah. Aaron Wilson says, I wonder if Oregon AD will go on my uh, podcast. He could, maybe he will. You should ask, you know, uh, Gary, uh, Godorov PAC 12 cannot keep Oregon and Washington. Big 10 offers way more money. They are gone. Oregon and Washington made contact with the big 10. So how would the big 10, v- uh, viewed as killing the Pac-12. Oh, I don't think there's any question how that would be. Um, and I understand it because there's no hurry, and this is the same thing in the Big 12. There's no hurry to go and add people because if, if it's available to Oregon and Washington now, it's going to be available to Oregon and Washington before, before 2024 hits. Yeah. I mean, there's just no, there's no reason to, to rush. Uh, Christopher Shannon says, Autzen. I think Rice-Eccles is a better home field advantage than Autzen. Yeah. If you have not been to Rice-Eccles Stadium at the University of Utah in a, against a USC, Oregon, Stanford a couple of years ago, when there's a big game there. Night game, 35 degrees. Dude. You're going there to die. 
You're going there to die. Facts. That's exactly right. Facts. That's exactly right. Um, you know, Don in Kansas says becoming unlikable. That's a that's a generous take. Well, you're not wrong, Don. You're not wrong. I mean, and but this is this is what we've talked about. That this is what we've talked about. You on some level, and I don't care who you are in this world. If you're if you're on the street and you see somebody and you make eye can't contact, treat them well. Say hello. If you walk into your building every day and there's a, a security guard, say hello, treat them well, because there's no reason not to. Yeah. But the problem is the Pac-12 doesn't treat people well, and they haven't. And now George Klyovkov, do you know the line I hear more about George Klyovkov than anything else? Back of the envelope calculations. <laughs> Well, how do you not? I, mean, I hear it all the, the most, I hear it all the time. Is it not the most famous one-liner we've heard in ages? Yeah. I mean, is it not like I mean that's the thing. Yeah. Don't disagree. Jet Wayman gives us a $5 tip to say are the Jazz getting lucky today? No, they're not. No. No, no Take they're not. Way. If not, who are we taking at 9 and thanks guys? Well, we've 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 talked about that a lot. 6 minutes we'll switch gears to that, Jet. San Diego State Aztec Warrior. Welcome to the show. Gives us a $5 tip. What do you think about San Diego State getting San Diego getting an MLS team on Thursday? It's about damn time. It's about damn time. I mean, with I just I think you could you can easily support a, a third MLS team in Southern California. Mm -hmm. And there's a significant argument in MLS circles about whether or not the Galaxy and LAFC and because LAFC now owns Real Salt Lake. Right. I'm kidding. Uh, but those two clubs, you know, I, I, my feeling is you have plenty of bandwidth to add MLS to San Diego. Absolutely. It's always been something we've talked about. It's always been something where we've wondered, you know, like, hey, why are, you know, why are we not doing that? So I, I, think, it's, I think it's a huge move. Um, let's see. D-Rock, what's up, my guy? Actually, the podcast updates us daily on Pac-12 News. Don't think this, is, this will not impact the college football landscape. Thank you, gentlemen, for reporting out. You, you are very welcome. Um, I just am shocked by this. Yeah, I don't understand, you know, and, and I'll look real quick just to verify. I mean, I got to believe he'd put it on Twitter if he put out that episode. But, you know, the, the idea that, that you would make that mistake if it is indeed a mistake, shocking. is is absolutely shocking and tells me you don't understand the severity of uh, of that mistake. Yeah. I, I mean, you just can't have that, man. That yep. doesn't work. Uh, Archer, quick, what's up, Arch? Uh, USC reached out to the Big Ten and bought, brought little brother to killer to killer Pac-12. I agree with that. I agree with that. And the best part, Archer, is the president at USC. She was in the meetings talking about expanding the Pac-12 mm -hmm. and killed those conversations allegedly, not allegedly, is said to have killed those conversations all the while negotiating with the Big Ten. Yeah, dude. Giggity says, here's my favorite quote. Better to remain silent and be thought of a fool than to speak out and remove all doubt. <laughs> yes. Damn. Yes. Exactly right. Exactly right. Lopes Van Gabe says, Giggity, so money. Hello, my Arizona contingents. Aaron Wilson, Kleovcock. 
It was, it, I, I'm trying not to be a jerk about George Klyovkov anymore. But seriously, man. Yeah, that podcast is not out yet. No, it's Most not. It'll be recent. released tonight. Oh, it is tonight. Yeah. Okay. Archer Quick says, Carol Folt, my hero. Yes, she did. Uh, Kurt Myers, Volkswagen Jazz. You got to love it, baby, as the cowhide globe hits home. I, so how excited are people for the, the NFL or the NBA draft lottery tonight? I mean, certainly, I think there's reason to be excited. If you're a Jazz fan, I'm not sure what exactly you're excited about as far as the lottery is concerned. I mean, your odds of getting number one overall are tiny. I mean, it's possible, but, you know. It's almost impossible. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Detroit, Houston, San Antonio would appear to be the ones. Yeah, I don't know about that. Would appear to be the ones in the driver's seat. Yeah. Because I still maintain, I still maintain that when you look at, like the, at some point, aren't the San Antonio Spurs actually going to try and compete to win a basketball game? I would guess. Right? Aren't they, aren't they going to try and compete to win a game? Like, you would hope so. You would hope so. But if you're the Jazz, our sources at the Jazz have told us very clearly that their preference is to draft a college player. And the name that I keep hearing is Anthony Black. Yeah. And I think they hold Anthony Black, Cam Whitmore, and Grady Dick in very high regard. Yes. I think those three players are the ones. And, and here's the issue with Victor Wambanyama. And I know we've talked about this ad nauseum. Yeah. Victor Wambanyama is nine feet tall. It's actually seven foot five. But I think, and this is just me, when you look at the NBA draft lottery tonight, whoever wins that lottery is going to draft Victor Wambanyama. Yep. As they should. As they should. But if you're the Jazz and you win the NBA draft lottery tonight, you, you wind up getting the first pick in the draft. Should um, you draft Victor Wambanyama? Um, yeah. I have trouble with it, dude. You've already got Walker Kessler, got Laurie Markinen. You've got your bigs. Like, and I know Laurie's not a traditional center, but you've got size on this team. That's not what you need. You, you need athleticism on this team. You need guys who are, you know, 6'7 to 6'9, you yeah. know, 210 to 230, can shoot the ball a bit. Like, that's the kind of guy this Jazz team needs. I, I, I don't know, man. I've, I've just always steered away from VW because of the injury concern. I, and furthermore, I think if you're uh, in the Jazz organization, you know you can't absorb some you know high draft pick that turns into an injury guy. That's not it's just not going to work. I mean, we've seen that road before. So I mean, if you're let's say, you know, as Teddy said, picking at nine, you know, I, I, there's going to be a plethora of great talent at number nine overall in this draft. There just is, and so. That's why I say they're going to find a guy who can contribute right away, in my opinion. I, I think that this draft is that good. It's just going to be a matter of, hey, did you wind up in the point guard category? Or did we wind up in 3-4 combo guy that, you know, you're going to figure out how to play with Lori? You know, what, what, what did you figure out? Because I just, I would be shocked if the Jazz drafted a big in this draft you know, with the with the first pick that they receive. I would. Thank you for hitting the like button today, you guys. Uh, we always try to get to 200 likes on the show. We've had about 2,000 views today. We're only at 135, so let's bang the like button. Um, I think it's incredibly, I think it's incredibly important 
and again, this is just me. I think it is incredibly important that the Jazz hit a home run in this draft. Yes. I don't think there's any doubt about that. Um, and I think when you look at Victor Wambanyama, I have no doubts that Victor's talent is immense. But I view it a little differently. And talking to sources around the NBA, I think people in this league are scared to come out and say, he's a project. Victor's the way. Because he is, people are trying to compare him to the prospect that LeBron James was. I got news for you, man. LeBron James was a far better prospect than Victor Wambanyama. Yep. A prototype. Victor Wambanyama is 7'5". And he has publicly stated, repeatedly, he does not want to play center. He does not want to be a back-to-the-basket guy. What do you do? Okay, so in France, that's all well and good. Go guard your dudes. Have a good time doing it. But when you're 7'5 in the NBA and you're long as the day and you've got these long arms and legs and you are not physically capable of banging, how are you going to guard a three or a four? Yeah. And we've already seen in France twos and threes take him apart at the three-point line with their handle. We've seen that. We've seen fives just absolutely bully him off the ball in the post. Victor Wamanyama is not coming in and hitting a home run. He's a 29% three-point shooter, and he's a guy in my mind that for the first two, three years in the league is going to be physically limited. Mm-hmm. And remember, he hasn't played college basketball. Do you even lift? And it's important to differentiate between talent in France and talent in the NCAA and talent in the NBA because France is double A, the NCAA is triple A. Gonzaga. And the NBA is the major leagues. Yep. And there's no way to get around that. You look at a guy like Chad Holmgren who broke a foot running shoulder to shoulder (laughs) with LeBron James. Yeah. You look at a guy like Kawhi Leonard tore cartilage in his knee on a shoulder bump multiple times. Hey, cloth. And has had to have multiple surgeries over that. Yep. It's hard to compete in this league when you're not physically gifted. Look at Victor Oladipo, man. Well, Victor Oladipo is a great example of a guy that continues to have quad and knee injuries. Knee after it, knee, bro. It's hard to compete in this league the way that Victor Wambanyama is built. Yeah. I think most people acknowledge that. I just think that people are too scared to say it out loud. Yep. And I understand that. And I, I even, to a certain extent, get why you don't want to criticize Victor Wambanyama in, in public. But I'm not an NBA executive. My job is to tell you the truth of what I think. Yes. And the truth of what we hear and the truth of what I think and what I hear is that I think teams are scared to say publicly he's a project. Because he's supposedly this unicorn that nobody's ever seen before. And VW's going to come in and he is going to just dominate the league. That's not going to happen. Yeah. And he may score 15 points a game. But what happens on the other end? And how many times are we going to talk about the fact that the Phoenix Suns couldn't defend? How many times are we going to talk about the fact that DeAndre Ayton as a five who's built much better to be an NBA five then Victor Wambanyama mentally could not compete. Physically could not compete. Yes. And Victor Wambanyama's a guy who we already know wants to dribble and handle and shake guys and shoot threes, which he doesn't do particularly well right now. Yeah. He's a project. You have to develop him. Now, is he going to be a G League guy? He's not. 
He's going to be on your NBA roster, I would guess. But I also am curious, are you going to, coming out of a, a full season in France, are you going to put this dude in the summer league? Mm. That's tough, dude. That's really tough. I mean, I, I probably think it's more productive to, to, you know, put him in the weight room, put him in the training facility, start fortifying that body because you know you got a couple of years of that. But, but I think that there, the other side of this, too, if you're not a Victor guy, uh, such as and like us on this show, uh, I think you also have to understand that, hey, he can shoot. I mean, this kid can shoot. Uh, this kid does have a handle at his size. And I think the conversation isn't that the guy is never going to be productive or somehow is not going to be, uh, you know, game in and game out contributor. But you got to remember, I mean, dude, he played a game today and he was 22 and nine, like 22 points, nine boards. Neat. Like that's not 40 and 20. Right. Yeah, that's and, and like, I think that's an interesting point because he's like, not dominating. He's yeah. not. He, he's a good player that's got to grow and develop. Yeah. At seven five, you're a bit of a baby giraffe at this point in your your arc. And I'm not even saying the guy sucks. I'm just saying, hey, the way you play in France is not going to be how you play in the league. You're going to have to play matchups. It's, again, it's this quote I always bring up from LeBron, and, I, and I'm not a Bron guy, but I think what he said is spot on. Dude, if you want to play in the league, you got to play a role. Right, and that applies to Victor Wambanyama. That applies to LeBron. That applied to all the great scorers, yes. all the bench guys. Like everyone has a role on a 15-man NBA roster because without roles, you don't have a, a team or a group. You have to know if you're VW. Hey, I know that the NBA is the most physical basketball league in the world, even though there's all this flopping and officiating and yada yada yada. It's still the most physical league in the world. Yeah. And and so when you have his body and LeBron is coming down the paint at 240 pounds or whatever he is, you're in trouble, man. Salty drunk. I wish you guys would stop focusing on the possibility of injury and hate on him because of the media hype. Nobody is hating on Victor Wambanyama because of the media hype. Yeah. The, the, the issue is if you look at the, the number one overall picks recently, Paulo Boncaro is, I think he is an outlier. And I think when you look at a guy like Paolo Boncaro, isn't Paolo Boncaro the exact guy that you want? He's built to play in the NBA, right? Am I wrong about that? Like, pick, no, pick. I agree with you, dude. I, I, he's 250 pounds. He's, he's what? He must be uh, 6'10", 250. I mean, that's an ideal NBA body. 250 at the power forward. Yeah, can well, shoot who, it a little bit. Who was pick number two? Chad Holmgren, my guy. Who What's is seven foot one ninety five, and a center? Not an ideal build for a center. Seven foot one ninety five. What happened to him? Hurt. He got hurt running with a power and forward. And he didn't just you know break his arm. So let me get this right. The guy that is a prototypical physical build dominated won the rookie of the year. The guy that is a freak build and has a a very a freak set of skills got hurt and didn't play a single bounce this year. Okay. So then so then we're supposed to look at another guy that has a freak build. I think we all agree on that. I don't think that's hating. I don't think that's controversial. I Not don't think all. that that's out there. Dude's a freak physically. So the guy that's got the guy that's a freak physically, we're supposed to expect to come in and dominate. And if you look at the guys who have gone gone number 1 overall, Look how many injuries you've had. Cade Cunningham. Yeah. 
Missed most of this season. Very productive until right? the injury, I might add. But he missed most of the season. But then again, what about a guy like Scotty Barnes? Hmm. Scotty Barnes, 6'8", 225, power forward, rookie of the year. So 6'8", 225, Paolo Bancaro, 6'10", 250. Prototypical NBA body. Victor Wambanyama, 7'5", 200 pounds. So now am I worried about injuries because I'm a hater? Or am I worried about injuries because he's trying to play in a league where the guys he's going to have to guard, because he won't play center, he wants to be a power forward, a 3-4 combo guy. So I don't think we're being haters. This is, and Salty, I know you know this. This is a show where you get the unvarnished truth. And he's, by the way, officially listed, Victor, at 7-5-220. That's his official on-paper list. But I also go back and I look at the 2020 draft. Yeah. And I say to myself, well, what is James Wiseman? Because James Wiseman went number two. The number one pick in that draft, Anthony Edwards. How did Anthony Edwards work out? Superstar. 6'3", 235, 2'3", combo guy, can play the point. Guy's a stud, right? Yeah. Absolute stud. Foundational piece. James Wiseman. Barely any time with Golden State. Detroit Piston now, like, you look at LaMelo Ball. Very interesting example. LaMelo Ball has been playing professional since he was, what, 13 years old. Guy can't stay healthy. And what was the issue with LaMelo Ball? Fine size, but the guy came in the league weighing like 100 pounds. Lonzo Ball. Lonzo Ball, again. Like, you can't be a, a freak physically and then say to yourself, well, you know, I, yeah, you know, he'll be. You got to have a foundation, man. You got to have, you've got to be physically strong. You, Zion Williamson. Great Number example. one pick, 2019. Total. Okay. So this, I think, is a perfect example of what we're talking about. So, so VW is 7'5", 220. Zion is quite literally the polar opposite, right? What, what is, what do they have him listed at, at Zion for height? Isn't he 6'10"? He is. Wow, what happened? Sorry, my sc- he's not 6'10". No way is Zion Williamson 6'10". 6'6". Six, six. Six, six. Okay, 6'6". Six, six. 285 pounds, and most people think he's playing at three bills. Okay, so this is my point. Same logic with Zion Williamson, Salty. Dude is first team fat ass, right? 300 pounds on a 6'6 frame is not going to work just the same way that 220 doesn't work on a 7-4 frame. Do and you, that's all I'm saying. Do you notice how the proportions are way out of whack with some of these guys? But like with Bancaro, hey, 6'10", 250 pounds. Perfect. By the way, Braun, you want to talk about something that Braun dealt with? When Braun was 270 pounds at one point and just shredded physical freak, notice the back injury started to creep in. So what did Braun do? Cut weight. Right now, he's been able to stay healthy for the most part. Kurt Myers put Volkswagen in a chastity belt and put him on the court. Uh, okay. Boom. I have I have no idea what's going on with these comments today. <laughs> there have been some. We've uh, had we okay? women's hygiene product references on the show today. Now a chastity. Come on, man. Renee Roca says seven five effing nuts. Yeah. And if he was 7'5", 275, I'd be like, oh. Okay, great. We're good to go. Shit. We're good to go. Now he's, he's, he's like, he, he is, most people think he's 2 to 205. 7'5", 200 to 205 pounds. 
Dude. That's in, it's insanity. And the other thing you worry about, he has trouble keeping weight on. Yes. So even if the guy starts bench pressing, you know, it's a Ram, not a Dodge, diesel pickup trucks. He, is he going to be able to keep the muscle and the weight on? Do you even lift? You eat that, you feed that guy fettuccine five times a day. What do you bet? Even add some chicken and extra parm. That dude going to be able to keep that weight on? Where's the Italian? That's what worries you. That's what worries you. Maury Alvarez is speaking Latin. D Din Jaren the Mandalorian is the way, not Victor, what to be on your mama. What to be on your mama. Victor's the way. That's one of the better ones. I'm Victor Wambanyama. <laughs> you know. Uh, Brent Burnett. What's up, Brent? Jazz have lots of cap and cash picks to space. Uh, shape the roster with a nice core. Jazz will get it right. Lottery luck won't matter. Jazz will get and make like, hey, I, I, I agree. I totally, I've never said this on the show before. I agree with Brent Burnett. Is this the tagger? Dude, are you okay? I don't know. I uh, feel like, like are I you okay, all of a sudden. dude? I feel like that. All of a sudden. Yes! You know, you know. Uh, Tanner Plummer says, careful, Maury. Monty might get on another rant about how much the Mandalorian sucks. I don't you're think, casual. I don't think the Mandalorian sucks. I've you're never missing the seen, point. See, you're missing I've the point, Tanner. It. I've never seen Dude, it. Dude, Tanner, I love you, bro, but you're missing the point on the Mandalorian I, thing. I've never seen it. Right? It's the purpose of life, not the circle of life, okay? Uh, hello. Remember? Duh. Um, salty drunk. He's going to get heavy minutes going to a non-contender like Detroit or Houston. He would develop on the run. I think he will. Yeah, but again, but again, I don't and, disagree But develop with you on into that. what? Let's, let, and let's project this forward. Victor Wambanyama five years from now. Is he ever as good as Dirk was? Wait, wait. Still in the NBA in five years, yes Yes, no? absolutely. Still in the NBA? Yes. Starting on his, the team that drafts him? No. New team. He'll be in the NBA in five years on a different team? Starting. Will he have been an all-star in the first five years? No. I think he will only because every rookie gets a shot at the All-Star game. And I think there's a freak factor. I think they'll put him in the All-Star game as a rookie. Well, he'll for sure be in the Rising Stars game or whatever it's called now. You know. Will he be a bona fide All-Star? Will he be a starting five in the NBA All-Star game? Yeah, I don't know. I don't buy it, dude. I need to see the guys stay healthy. And I know I keep leaning on that, but if he only plays 10 games and goes the Cade Cunningham route, what mm. good is it, you know? Cade Cunningham route. You know what I mean? Where, like, will, where is the right place for Victor Wambin, who your mama's on? Not Houston. I'll tell you that right now. Detroit. So you don't think Ime Yudoka cleans house? Oh, I think he will. Yeah, I think I think he's going to. Yeah, I think you got to. They, they have one. It's like we talked about. You have a roster in Houston that's just full of guys who are young and not professional and don't know the way. And so you need to get rid of some of those guys and keep some of those guys and reshape the roster. So, yeah, I mean, I think he's going to clean house a little bit. But, again, you got you got to get him to the right place. I mean, if, if, you're, if you're playing him in an organization that treats him like Joel, he's in a good place. If you're playing him in an organization that treats him the way they treated Rudy, let's say, you're not in a good place if you're VW. No. And VW likes him some VW. So... You're, you know that he's going to want to be the face of your team. But that's not going to work if you're on a team with Paolo Bancaro, let's say, just as an uh, out-there example, right? Like, it, the situations matter.
Uh, I think I would like to see him go to San Antonio. I think San Antonio is the right place for him. But I don't know what you do with that. I don't. Nate B, KM, you are way behind. Hit the live button. Okay. Who goes number one? Well, Victor Wambanyama goes number one. Yeah. Brent Burnett, Hendricks and Cam and Jarris are built NBA ready. Yes, I agree. Okay. I still think Ammon Thompson has a chance to be the best player in this draft. Crazily enough, I think Ammon Thompson has a chance. I think Victor Wambanyama has a chance. Uh, Jaron Eccles. Whoever picks Victor is going to have a Zion Williamson who never plays because he's injured. Sure, he's amazing, but he never plays. That's my biggest concern for Victor. If he stays healthy, the guy's got a shot. But if you can't stay on the floor, well, good are you? Does he really have a shot? VW kind of reminds me of Jabari Parker. I don't know why. I don't know why either. But you know, you, you think about you think about the upsides, and you say to yourself, dude, you know what, Victor Wambanyama. You know what he reminds me of? Barbecue pit stop. But the difference is barbecue pit stop's reality. Victor Wambanyama's all hype. <coughs> you go to barbecue pit stop, you get the best barbecue equipment in the business. Right? You know that. It's, it's Traeger, Yoder, Big Green Egg, Camp Chef, done. You think barbecue pit stop? You hear that name? Best barbecue equipment. When you say to yourself, hmm, where am I going to get my smoker? Barbecue pit stop. Ah, but I live in Texas. BBQpitstop.com. No matter where you are, Barbecue Pit Stop's got the hookup, bbqpitstop.com. If you're in the great state of Utah, make sure that you're in Logan, Layton, Lehigh, Payson, grand opening in St. George, and of course our good friends in Murray on State Street across from the mall, and they're just great dudes. You know, we talk a lot about small business owners and entrepreneurs. The guys at Barbecue Pit Stop, there's none better than they are. Yes, because yes, yes. they've worked really hard to cut their path in the barbecue industry, and now they're simply the best at it. It doesn't matter what you're looking for. Are you looking for rubs, sauces, spices, seasonings? Barbecue Pit Stop, bbqpitstop.com. Are you looking for advice? You need help. I don't know how to do this. How long should I? How high should I? How low should I? What should I? bbqpitstop.com. They have a great chat feature where you can chat with their people live online. Hey, do I need to wrap my brisket? What's low and slow? What is a really good low and slow temperature Mm -hmm. for a couple of five, six rack of ribs? Hey, how long do and at what temperature do I need to smoke my wings at? BBQpitstop.com. And they're good people. Look at their Instagram, BBQpitstop Utah. Look at their their YouTube channel, Barbecue Pitstop Utah on YouTube. Great how-to videos, great yes. teaching videos. Get online, find them, comment on their stuff, tell them, hey, I heard about you on the Monty Show. Thanks for doing what you do. Yes. Appreciate you guys doing that. Barbecue Pit Stop, the best in the business, BBQ Pit Stop. Dot com about an hour and 10 minutes away from the NBA draft lottery. Um, and I think one of the things you're looking at with this thing tonight um, certainly is this, I don't is it turnstile now of NBA coaches getting whacked? Uh, yeah, I think a little bit, yeah. I yeah. think this is a huge storyline tonight. Doc Rivers fired by the Philadelphia 76ers. Jake, good move or bad move? Yeah, I think it's a good move. I think that I, I think unfortunately for Doc, the the you know, 10 game 7 losses is a rough look, you know. I think unfortunately, you got blown out. Like it wasn't close. And this is what I I maintain this point about sports, whether it's the Suns and Monty Williams or or the Sixers and Doc Rivers. Dude, you got blown the hell out and gave up a 50 piece nugget to Jason Tatum. I mean, that's a bad look and 
And I really struggle because I feel like, hey, you know, Philly is this team that, you know, had an opportunity, had had has a nice little roster, has got a nice little mix, but Tobias Harris holds them back. And I think everyone agrees on that. And and when you've got guys like Jimmy Butler trying to make a point about Tobias Harris, that kind of tells you everything you need to know. So for me, yeah, I think it was a good move. And I especially think it was a good move because you did it after uh, Boonholzer got let go. You did it after Monty Williams got let go. So now there are a bunch of candidates out there. So to me, you know, they can go they can go and try and interview assistants in the Suns organization or this organization or that organization. But to me, if James Harden is staying, Mike D'Antoni's the guy. I, I just it just he just is. Uh, if you're going to try to bring in a guy to make James Harden go and make this thing go the best it can, why would you not bring in James Harden? Because you j- wow. or why would you not bring in Mike D'Antoni? Because you have James. And you just lost by 30 in game seven. Like, you but, need But a I new also voice. think you have a, a, a Budenholzer. You have, you, I mean, there's quality. Uh, Monty Williams is a really good coach. Now, Monty Williams hasn't won. And, I, you know, there's a lot of people I was listening to, I want to say ESPN this morning, who said, if you're going to bring in Monty Williams, why'd you fire Doc Rivers? Doc's been a more successful coach. Monty's gotten in the NBA finals, though. Right now, it's in a small scope. And before Phoenix, with great talent, was Monty Williams a proven winner? No, he wasn't. But you look at Budenholzer; he's had tremendous success now. He's an NBA champion, mm-hmm. right? So the question becomes, like, who do you like? Who do you rely on? Who is it that you want to see when you talk about being the Philadelphia 76ers with Harden and Joe? You know, like I. I don't know that there is an ideal fit for that system. Now, I also think, you know, a guy like Mike Budenholzer, I think is, I love the guy's resume. But are you, if you're looking at D'Antoni, are you not looking at Sam Cassell? I mean, that, that mm. to me makes a hell of a lot of sense, Sam Cassell. Why does Sam Cassell make sense? Because he's a veteran assistant now, played at a very high level in this league, and I think players respect him. And I think when you look at that, you look at that roster, they need somebody that's going to kick their ass. I think part of the problem in Philly is, is that James Harden, if you didn't hear the story today, James Harden allegedly was going behind Doc Rivers saying, if he's still here, I'm not coming back. And so today they fired him because I think Philadelphia knows they need James Harden. As bad as he was in game seven in Boston. Yeah. I think they know they need him. Oh, absolutely. Right? But absolutely. If, if, if you hire Sam Cassell... Is it a risk? Sure, it's a risk. But if you hire Mike D'Antoni, are you telling me that, like, I like Mike D, but has he won? No, I think, uh, I can't remember if he got, did they get to the Western Conference Finals? They did in Phoenix, yeah. but they were never. That they, no, they, in Houston, in Houston against the Dubs. In Houston, they did get to the Finals, too. I think too. it was the Finals But he had Warriors. prolific talent everywhere, and they've never closed. Yeah. They've yeah. never closed. Yeah, I Dude, I, I okay, here's the thing, though. I think if you're going to keep this roster mostly intact, D'Antoni's the guy you should go with. I think if you're going to if you're going to keep James and Joel and you're going to move a bunch of guys and sort of reshape it and kind of build it into... into I mean, your core image. is Joe, James, and Maxie, right? Yeah. Tyrese Maxie's a must. Yes. Right, those three guys, I think, are your core. That can contend for the top of the Eastern Conference every year. Yeah. But you can't have Tobias Harris and P.J. Tucker's and these role players who are now playing vital roles and vital parts to win a championship. I just don't think you can do that. 
I think that's the struggle if you're in Philadelphia. Yep. And you start looking at some of these open jobs. What's the best job available in the NBA? Is Phoenix a better job than Philly? Um. Mm. Yeah, I don't know, Bob. I'm not sure because I, I, I think the new owner thing goes both ways. Great to have a new owner who's, you know, looking to burn a hole in his pocket. But at the same time, he's a new owner and doesn't know how to basketball, which I think is why Monty Ooh. Williams doesn't have a job. I think, but I, look, the Monty Williams thing, I actually understand. He, the DeAndre Ayton thing was crippling to this team. And Monty Williams is a big part of why DeAndre Ayton's a scrub. They hated each other. Now, is DeAndre never the best center in the NBA? Not close. Mm. The guy can't catch the ball, and he's a head case. Yeah. And by the way, he's terrible on defense. Yeah. But did Monty Williams do everything he needed to do to ingratiate DeAndre Ayton into his, his, his good graces? I think initially he did. Not after they had the fights and stuff. Not but he after quit on Dallas. I think once he quit on the team, DeAndre, Monty Williams was done with him. And they brought him back anyways. They matched an offer sheet. Which, by some reports, he didn't want him to match the offer sheet. And that's, that's what I was going to say. That's why I don't think it's on Monty Williams, because I don't think they should have matched the offer sheet. I think, I think if you're Phoenix, I, I think that they're, Sam Cassell's a candidate in Phoenix for sure. I think Frank Vogel's a really good candidate for Phoenix. Because you need a guy that's got veteran leadership there. Because yeah. you're going to have to replace Chris Paul. You're going to have to trade DeAndre Ayton. Well, and this whole cryptic Booker tweet, too, everyone's freaking out. Was it really about. cryptic, though? I mean, I, I like, I don't know. I mean, cryptic equals we're all, you know, making assumptions and, you know, speculating, right? Like saying that, hey, you know, thir thir 36 is unbothered. Like, I get it, dude. I understand. You guys aren't that bothered. And I wouldn't be that bothered either. But. You know, I think that, you know, at some point, the DeAndre Ayton thing has to be put to bed. Chris Paul's got to be put to bed. Like, you got to move on from this team. But what does 36 unbothered mean? It means that Devin Booker and Kevin Durant are good and that they're not going anywhere. You think that that's what that that's, means? I'm, I feel very confident that that's what that means. Yeah. I, I don't know what that means. I don't know. I think Devin Booker is committed to Phoenix until he's not. And I think Kevin Durant can't go anywhere until he wins a, a championship for Phoenix or doesn't and retires. Yeah. I don't know what this shit means. Like 36 unbothered. I mean, can we please stop talking in like code? What do you want him I mean, to say? Hey, DeAndre Ayton needs to get his ass out of here. I don't know. Maybe don't say anything. Yeah, well, that's not I, like, the culture though. Right, but These what, guys all want to do that stuff. I mean, look at what Quinn and Williams is doing. Right, Quinn Williams is out here on Twitter, you know, retweeting, you know, other off or other defensive linemen's deals, you know, about how they got ninety and they got sixty guaranteed, like, and you know, and he's like, oh yeah, I'm a, I'm a, you know, defensive tackle for in a but, bunch of dots. Jake, like, that's Jake, what Jake, they do. Jake, there's controversy in the chat. Oh Jesus. Jeremy Callahan says, "BS." You said you agreed with Brent Burnett the other day. About what? Brent Burnett says, I'm not okay. That's a first. We agree. Yeah. Uh, you know. Yeah, dude. I've never. I don't know what, I don't know what you're smoking or what, you know. Um... <laughs> and then Lopes fan game. Hold on. Tanner Plummer missing the point. That never happens. Um, I don't, I don't know. I, I, I don't know if, uh, I don't know uh, quite, I don't uh, quite know how to answer uh, that, to be honest. Uh, um, um, uh, 
Tanner's gone off the reservation. I, I don't know why, but you know. Bryce Martin, still in the league, new team, and probably a role player. Yeah. In five years. Okay. Okay. Uh, Jeremy Callahan, injury plague journeyman. Victor Wambanyama in five years. Boyd Lake, is he another Manute Bull? If he is, he's going to be a, a wonderful player. No doubt about it. Tanner Plummer, by the way, another example of famous Monty double standards. Here we go. Tanner. See, Tanner goes See, through these in, cycles. Tanner's in the thing, yeah. And, you know, my, my sister-in-law loves using the phrase, it's just a season of his life. Hey, it's a season. It's a season, dude. So apparently Tanner's in fuck you, Monty, season. Salt person, Tennessee. I believe that's what Tanner's, the season of Tanner's Yeah, life. doesn't want to go to RSL games, you know, doesn't. Now wants know. to call us out in the chat, says, by the way, another example of famous Monty double standard. Maury mentions the Mandalorian and he gets praised. I mentioned the Mandalorian and I'm a leper. Like a leper. Typical. How did I praise? Yeah, I don't even. How did we praise Maury? Tanner, dude? you understand that. I've never seen the Mandalorian. Literally ever. Not one time. I know Baby Yoda because I have a Baby Yoda doll. I made money on them selling and them on Amazon. And because the Baby Yoda gif is an all-time gif. That's it. That's it, dude. How about that? Somebody, Tanner, at some point, and I don't know if it's your wife or if it's somebody that's going to shake you and make Ooh. you realize it's just the showgram. There's no, there's no double standards. Program. There's no, oh, I'm taking it personal when, guys, 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 I'm really upset that Monty hates me because of the Mandalorian. So I'm not going to the RSL match on personal terms. Okay. Listen, get up. I, it's all good. You know, Wambinyama, Wambinyama, dude. It's all good here. Let's Victor's just. Victor's the way. Tanner's the way. Victor's the dude. way. Uh, Riley O'Brien, this is a little bit random, but I, I thought Dante Exum was going to be a superstar. Okay, oh, my Riley, God. Riley, dude, we have a problem now. Do you I remember? you until that comment, dude. You thought he was going to be a superstar oh, when all Exum. he did Dante was not Exum. play basketball at any high level. What a joke. Dude, there was, that was, and I think I've told this story Oh, my story God, what show. a joke, dude. The night that... that um, I'm pretty sure that they, let's see, was that 2015? What? 2015 that they drafted Trey Lyles instead of Devin Booker, right? Yeah. So, dude, I, wait, 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 wait. Yeah. You just said they drafted Trey Lyles yes. instead of Devin Booker. Yeah. You're out of your freaking mind. Cow turd. Um, hey, cow turd. And then in 20, so in 2014. Kyle Gunther and I are doing a radio show in downtown Salt Lake City <coughs> live during the NBA draft. And the Jazz draft Dante Exum instead <coughs> of Julius <coughs> Randle. Oh. And I want to say the other guy that we had talked about was... I want to say Zach Levine. Those were the two guys. And Kyle Gunther was like, you're an idiot. Like on the air, losing his shit. 
telling me I'm dumb. You don't know what you're talking about. I'm like, well, the guy's never been to college. He withdrew from high school. He went to an academy. Like, he's never really been tested. And an a. Everybody's just looking at how long his wingspan is. Oh, you're an idiot. Like, just Kyle Gunther losing his mind. I never thought Dante Exum was going to be good. No. Then in 2015, I will never forget in 2015, doing the draft show with Kyle Gunther. And the Jazz are up. And we're like, yeah, baby! Devin Booker! And I'm pretty certain that Gunther was, again, calling me stupid. And you know who you're talking about. And they walk up there. And I, I just, I was so pissed that they did not draft. Um, Devin Booker. Um, he goes the pick right after. Um, and they took Trey Lyles. Dude. And I will never forget saying... Trey Lyles will forever be a bust. What you want me to say to them? Bust. And I took so much crap for that. And Devin Booker's turned into one of the best forwards. And you know the guy when you see him. Mm -hmm. And Trey Lyles was never the guy. Nah. Devin Booker was clearly of the three guys. Because remember, it was Cat, it was Lyles, and it was Booker. Cat and Book were the guys, right? Like, it was that Kentucky. class, like, the three of them together, and oh, my God. You're not that guy, pal. Trust me. You're not that guy. You just, you just knew. You, you just knew. Uh, Monty Rand says Tanner is famous on the show. He Facts. is. He just he doesn't embrace it, though. He does not embrace it in any way, shape, or form. He, he just he does not, and he never will. Bryce Martin says the Spurs desperately need a centerpiece to build around, rebuild around. They do. Yeah. And I'm telling you, they're the ones that need it. Alan Train, Victor's a bust. Salty Drunk says the comments are like sheep. They are. Okay. Alan Train says Scoot Henderson to Houston. Ooh. Boyd Lake, give me the Central Texas salt and pepper on mustard rub. Mmm. Would be amazing. Would be amazing. Um, Alan Train says Jalen Green for Quentin Grimes. Why do we keep doing this? Yeah, that's two days in a row. Tanner Plummer, why do NBA coaches have short shelf lives? Because they don't watch The Mandalorian. <laughs> I mean, I, I can only think that that's it. Because if, if they had a lightsaber on their hip, what? <laughs> they have short shelf lives because all coaches are hired to be fired. Yeah. You don't fire players, you fire coaches. Facts. That's the reality of the gig, right? Um, let's see. Dan says, when are the Sonics coming back to Seattle? Um, Not soon enough. I think, didn't they announce that that was never fucking happening? The Sonics. Okay. You know, Maybe. I'm telling you that Seattle deserves a basketball team. Yes. There is no doubt about that, but it will never be. It no, no, no. And you look at what the Kraken have done. You look at the way that cities supported the Kraken, the way that they've supported the, the Sounders. Like, I think that team is desperate for an NBA. That city is desperate for an NBA team. Uh, Salty Drunk, someone that looks exactly like you, Jake, said Boston was done, right, dude? Ahem! Jake? 
Oh, sorry. Are we back to have a normal conversation? Or <laughs> Salty wants to slap you around over your sixer pick. That's fine. Yeah, I mean, it's convenient. It's convenient. Jason Tatum had a big game in game seven. That doesn't mean that, that I, I wouldn't make that pick again. I'd make it seven days a week and twice on Sunday. <laughs> you, get so, you, you get salty over that. No pun intended. Mm-hmm. No pun intended, right? <laughs> this hour of the show presented by our good friends at Papa Murphy's Pizza. Boy, do we have a deal for you starting tomorrow. Buy one, get one free, larger family-sized pizza, May 17th through 20th. Use the code GETBOGO. Buy one, get one free. Get BOGO, B-O-G-O, get BOGO in the Papa Murphy's mobile app. Just order your pizzas up. Use the promo code GETBOGO, and you get the hookup. It is a tremendous coupon. They very rarely do it, and it means that you can get a family-sized taco grande pizza. Hi, I'm Kylie, and I make fresh, delicious Papa Murphy's pizza. Uh... Hi, I'm Zach, and I make the Papa Murphy's pizza. Sure, that's take and bake. We built it with the freshest ingredients. You bake it fresh in your oven. By you, you mean me, so technically, I make the pizza. Super good pizza, Kylie. Oh, Kylie, so good. Right now, enjoy big time taco flavors on a pizza with the limited time taco grande. Papa Murphy's, change the way you pizza. I understand it. Like, you're ugly, you're unintelligent, Nobody likes... Oh, hi. Uh, use the promo code GETBOGO to get a larger family-sized pizza. Are we clear on that? Just counseling shake. <laughs> right <laughs> use promo code GETBOGO <laughs> to get a buy it's one... mad <laughs> To get a buy one, get one larger family size. I was kidding. We were joking. Um, Boom. Out of here. At uh, Papa Murphy's. Buy one, get one free. Get BOGO is your coupon starting tomorrow. Uh, so we're just 50 minutes away from the NBA draft lottery. Uh, real quick, Monty loses. Makes. Um, um, here's how I would bet I the game. I don't know. I, I, I don't know if. Uh, I don't know quite. I don't quite know how to answer that, uh, to be honest. Um, we got to do the Aaron Judge story in a minute. Monty makes you money, as always. Uh, we give you the pick to click tonight. The Los Angeles Lakers. They're at the Nuggets of Denver in Denver. Minus six, two, twenty-two and a half is the number. That game's at six thirty on E. Yes. <coughs> yeah. <coughs> so the Lakers are going to sweep and go to the NBA Finals. Jake, your thoughts? Boom. Out of here. <laughs> Done. Uh, I think this matchup, I know it's crazy, and everybody's going to tell you, you're stupid, Bonnie. Not only you're in for somebody. You're fat, just like the guy said yesterday. Boom, out of here. And you don't know NBA. Uh, I think the Lakers are going to win this series. And I think that tonight, this is going to be a very close game. The problem is I think the Lakers are far more ready to fight than Denver is. Because Denver's had a pretty easy cruise through the playoffs. Mm-hmm. The Lakers have not. And I think LeBron is playing out of his mind. I think D'Angelo Russell's a really important player on this team. I think we are watching the birth of a superstar in Austin Reeves, who is going to get paid, I mean, an unsightly amount of cash. I'd like the Lakers to win cover, and this goes over tonight. Yeah, it, I, 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 they're definitely capable of it. I just don't believe in Anthony Davis against Jokic. That's the problem. 
I don't know. I don't fat. know. I don't know. Whoops. I don't know if uh, yeah, Anthony's not fat. No, he's just on the bench constantly. Uh, I don't know if I don't know if he can hold up. Honestly, Jokic is physical. But I they're. Don't. But you think Jokic is physical? Yeah, I think he. I think he's physical. Yeah. I think Denver has no shot blocking. I think Denver has no way to protect the rim. And I think the Lakers are going to attack the rack. And I think guys like Anthony Davis, I think LeBron very clearly, I think D'Lo has mm -hmm. shown an amazing ability to get to the rim. Um, I think that that's going to be the deciding factor. What is it that the Denver Nuggets are going to do to defend the basket? Yeah. And I don't know. No, that that's a great point. I mean, I don't even disagree with you that they don't have a lot of rim protection. Yeah, that's a great point. I, I, I don't know. I struggle with Lakers in Denver winning game one. I struggle with that. I think it'll be a close game, but I'm going to go the safe pick. I'm taking the Nuggets. So you're going to slander the Lakers. I'm not slandering them. I'm just saying it's game one in Denver. The Nuggets should win this game. Well, you know. You shouldn't be a virgin at this point in your life. You are. And that's why the Lakers are going to win. Okay. There you go. I take the Lakers minus the six. I, what about over under? 222 and a half. Oh, I think it's probably an over. I think the Lakers are pretty good at scoring. Okay. And Denver's efficient at scoring, too. But again, Denver's one of these teams that gets a little three happy, too. You know, they tend to kind of fall into that rut. And so if they're missing a lot of those, just like any other team, they're not going to win. Yeah, I think. I don't know. We'll have to see. Jet Wayman, the wagering king of Utah. Uh, take the Nuggets tonight. Aaron Judge is a beast. We're going to talk about that <laughs> in a second. Um, I will see. Brandon Butler says, not all men are dumb. Some are bachelors. Well, well. And there's truth in that. Jeremy Callahan, because sometimes it's moving away. I don't understand. Okay. I mean, sure. Sure. Tanner Plummer, Nuggets are winning it all this year. What do you want to bet? What do you want to bet? Uh, Gary says, Lakers are winning, taking the unders. Okay. Truck Stop Gumby says, fat. Thank you. I appreciate you noticing. Uh, salty Drunk, don't take it personal, Tanner Plummer. These guys genuinely respect you. Tanner will never believe that. Uh, Christopher Shannon, Austin Reeves went to Oklahoma. Uh, Brandon Butler. You're in a shitty mood today. Are you going to snap out of this no, or I'm what? Looking, I'm looking at Tanner's <clears throat> comment right below. I'm not the one in a shitty mood. I'm not the one in a shitty AD mood. AD was the worst possible draw for the Joker. Joker will have to work. I agree. Okay, I agree with that. That's a good take. Tanner Plamore. No comment at Monty Ramp because if I say one word, I will get dumped on. I will get dumped on. <laughs> but... <laughs> <laughs> But hey, if you want to talk about that, you'll get praised. I, I don't understand. Tanner, what's the deal, bro? Like, what are you I, doing? I need you to just, I need you to let it out. Like, I need you to jump in the comments section. Wait, was I, just, I need you to let it out. Was that a fart reference? Um. <laughs> Tanner, um, I, I, I truly, we've been through this before. When yeah, you took your hiatus times, from the show. When we were joking with you on winning the Xbox and you got all pissed about that. Like, dude. Ain't ducking, no smoke. You just need to you, figure it out. Understand down. your role on the show. Know your role, dude. Know your role. Nobody Know your role you. and shut your mouth. There's no double standard. <laughs> Nobody's going to take a dump on you. Like, you, 
you say this stuff? These people going to heaven. Jet Wayman, Monty, you're stupid. Not happening, Monty. Nuggets winning tonight and this series. Better send those refunds. You want to bet some super chicks on it, Jet? Yeah. I, I'm not really eating that right now, but you want to bet a uh, you want to I'll uh, you want to bet a ribeye steak on it? I'll buy you a ribeye. I'll go to Don's Meats on Redwood Road. I will buy you a ribeye steak. A you, nice one. At that. You want to bet on that? Ain't ducking no smoke. Uh, let's see. Tanner says their double standards say otherwise. Salty drunk. What double standards, <laughs> dude? What Are you serious? Double standards, right now? bro. Oh, my God. Stop being a victim. Like, genuinely. Seriously. Jeremy Kellen, Jokic is massively physical and in a way that AD does not like. But We're the question is, and I, can't, I think it was Brandon Butler we'll said, Jokic is going to have to work on the defensive end this series, which he did not have to do against Golden State. Okay. Brent Burnett, Joker, so good that he'll get fouled but can't call them all without other teams getting fouled out. Well... Tanner says, yep, this is what I expected. I give out feedback, and I'm a villain. Anyone else gives out feedback, they're seen as a cool person. Okay, so it's, it's the world against you, Tanner. We get it. Much like the Mandalorian. God damn. Uh, salty drunk, I think it's time we have a Tanner break. A Tanner break. Well, maybe we, maybe we just, you know. I don't know, man. It's been a good run, Tanner. Uh, Jokic will wear him down. AD will fold. I don't know, dude. Mm, should Jazz go for AR? Okay, you mean Austin Reeves? Is that, are we really calling this guy AR? How dare you? Are we really calling Austin Reeves AR? Well, they're not going after Anthony Richardson. <laughs> Jake, he plays football. My bad. Thank My you. My bad, thanks. The o the is in opposition. Oklahoma University. Right, the. I'm not asking for a break, Tanner says. I'm asking for an end to the double what standard. What double standard? What double? Help me. Help me. Help me. Like, Tanner, like, Tanner says more lies. I never took a <laughs> What? Like, what <gasps> double standard, bro? Truck stop, Gumby. Better Ruth's Chris, New York Strip. Stop. Stop. No, you, no dude. Mastro's Ocean Club. Come on. I'm a tan I am Tanner's biggest antagonizer, but even I recognize you need to give Tanner a break. Tanner, you're the best. I think I say every day that, like, I genuinely like Tanner. Okay, starting today, how about this? I got a challenge for just us. We're going to start a, 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 a counting of days. How many days in a row can we go without, without doing the Tanner voice or slandering Tanner in any way, shape, or form? Do you think we can make it a month? But the Tanner voice is so funny. <laughs> How can we not do the Tanner voice? He's got his own voice on the show. Yeah, but apparently, and it's not enough. But apparently, that's that's you know that's that's oh disrespect. That's disrespect. Apparently. Come on. Apparently. Come on. You know. You know. And now Tanner's doing shit like this, guys, guys, guys. I've asked multiple times. What is my role? Bro, you, dude, we, dude, your role is, your role is to be you. Your role is not to cop out of the RSL game because I know for a fact you're only not going to the RSL game because you want to prove a point and you want to say, oh, well, it's for personal reasons. My ass, dude. If someone said, hey, RSL tickets, Zag Club, you'd be there in a second and i don't yeah, care somebody what the reached out doing, to us today dude. and was like hey i've got four tickets for tomorrow night i, I was like oh we ought four to four tickets five excuse me five tickets 
Five. Not one or two or three or four. Five. Somebody reached out to us Good and Lord. said, hey, I can't use my RSL tickets. Do you guys know somebody who would like to go? Yeah, First I thing do. I said, hey, yeah, I do. why don't we ask Tanner if he wants to go to the game? This case is empty. Empty. The opposite of full. But we don't like you, and we just shit on you all the time. Right. And right. Right. Dude. Come on, bro. Come on, bro. Health catches up to the Lakers in this series. P.S. Pull the lightsaber out of your soaker. <laughs> wow. See, we don't say things up, like mates? that, Tanner. What's up, Mabes? Love you, Mabes. But we don't say things like that. Jeremy Callahan says, let it out. That's what I'm saying, dude. Just go in. Let it out. We're, it's a family showgram, dude. Gary Program. says, we aren't giving up on uh, giving up Austin Powers. <laughs> Fuck out of here. <laughs> Reeves is going to get overpaid. Yes, he is. Yes, he is. Yes, he dude, is. But, hey, is the Reeves situation not Jordan Clarkson 2.0? Is it not the same thing? Kind of is. Except Reeves is far younger, but the money situation is. Uh, Travis Bird, you guys should have a Tanner Appreciation Day. Maybe we need to. Maybe we need to. Uh, Kurt Myers, help Jake help you. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Help me help you. Yeah. Uh, I, uh, Monty Ran, I think Monty, Jake, and Tanner need to see a therapist and work That's this out. That's what I'm saying, dude. You know. It's probably different than what you're thinking, though. By the way, Dennis Schroeder starting in game one against the Nuggets tonight. According to league <laughs> sources, <coughs> Schroeder's been actually pretty good for them. Um, by the way, Jet Wayman agreed to the bet. All right, I'll bet you a fresh ribeye steak. And what way? What's the bet though? That the Nuggets uh, are Nuggets, straight up Nuggets or Nuggets. Lakers win the series. Okay. Okay. Cool. The right. homeless encampment conference is merging with the Big Ten, <laughs> the Big West. Okay. <laughs> Giggity. The show isn't a good show without the Tanner uh, that's voice. What that's I'm what saying. I'm saying. Dude, it's like. Bro, it is iconic. Iconic. It's the Tanner. We're not show. shitting on you, dude. We're celebrating you. Yet you don't see it that way. And I'm kind of over it, bro. I offered you free tickets. I got you into the birthday bash. Like I did all that. Like we do all this stuff, bro, to take care of you. And what do we get? Tanner says, uh, "I will take your spot." Or Brady says, "Tanner, I'll take your spot." Brady Cook, Tan DM me. Yeah, Tanner doesn't uh, like. Hey, l listen. If you don't want to go, if, and Tanner, here's the God's honest truth. Yeah, if dude. you feel attacked or you are uncomfortable or we're bullying you or whatever this is, hey man, you have my apologies and I wish you well. I wish you well. I'm not telling you you're not welcome here, but if you feel like this is a hostile environment for you and you don't want to be here, hey dude, I totally understand it. This show is not cut for everybody. I, and I, we love you, dude, and you're welcome here anytime, but, you know. Some shit happened. Uh, Jet says it's a bet, Mr. Monty. Denver in seven. You think it goes seven, Jet? Lakers in Damn. four. No. Lakers in three. <laughs> Quarters. Uh, you, done. Done. Uh, Monty Rant. Tanner, if you want to trade account names, we can. Salty Drunk. <laughs> Jake, can you DM me a postal address? Uh, Are you sending your beer? You no, you are not. Are you, dude? So wait, let me get this right. Not only are you about to win a, a new, a fresh ribeye steak from our boy Jet. Now Salty is is going to mail us a keg of four X gold, dude. Let's go. What what what? This show as is the tide dude. turns. Let's go, Lee Jensen. This is the dark soaker side. <laughs> Yeah, I've been immunized. Yes, it is. Uh, Jeremy Callahan, Tanner equals playing you like a fiddle. He really is. 
Big Dog O-Town, I'd be satisfied with one comment read a week. Tanner gets at least 10 in two minutes. <laughs> That's true. Filling is, in for somebody. Is the 4X Gold finally going into the mail, Salty Drunk? Let's go! Let's go! Tanner Plummer. So if Monty... Okay, so if Monty's... If I showed you evidence on tape, stop. I don't give a shit about evidence on tape. It's... Tanner. I don't, I don't care. I, it, it, the thing that you don't understand, like your perceived double standard, you have to... Un Why can't you understand you're a character on the show? Why can't you understand you are part of the show? You're like on the show every day. The Mandalorian, I don't give two squirts of a cow's teat about the Mandalorian. I don't watch it. I never have. I grew up loving Star Wars. I don't watch the Mandalorian. I play golf now. Yeah. We, I was at we, the I was we, yeah, thank we. you. I was at the flipping driving range till 9:30 last night. I don't have time to stroke baby Yoda's tail. Like I don't got time for that. It's 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 fun. It's La we're laughing, we're having a good time so that people aren't thinking about their electric bill or their credit card bill or their dad's health or it's, it's a show. It's an alternate reality. Just relax. Nate Davis, I don't know why Tanner is being like that. He's a legend on the show. What I'm saying, dude. That's what I'm saying. What I'm saying. 801 West Valley, this is a safe place, space. Yes, it is. Uh, Kurt, where the hell is the soaker merch? I'm, I'm saying. I'm saying, uh, Jet Wayman, bro, I need some of that beer, James. Yeah, let's <laughs> yes, go, you baby. do. I'm telling you, Forex Gold is the stuff of legend. Uh, it's easily the best beer I've ever had in my life, and, that, and I'm not exaggerating. It's amazing. Yeah, better than anything you get in the states. Uh, Truck Stop Gumby says the Monte Lorian. That's who Tanner is. See the Monte Lorian. That's see? who Tanner is. Lee Jensen, no hate. I totally agree. Yeah. Jeremy Callahan, hashtag Monty hates Mandalorian, hashtag beating baby Yoda, hashtag double standard. <laughs> <laughs> okay, can we real quick talk about Aaron Judge? Yeah, let's have some fun with Aaron Judge. Was huh? Aaron Judge cheating? Look at this video, you guys. So here are Aaron Judge's eyes. During an at-bat, he right. is in the box. Right. The pitcher is getting the sign mm -hmm. in Toronto. And then Aaron Judge does this. Just look at his eyes. Looking at his own dugout. Is, is, he, is he cheating? Is he cheating? Aaron Judge says he is not. The, um, the Blue Jays broadcast appeared to catch you looking um, at, uh, it was unclear where, but maybe at the first base coach or the catcher for location. Was there anything going on there as far as uh, what where you were looking during that time? For what? Um, right before you hit your second home run of the game. Yeah, it was kind of a lot of chirping from our our dugout, which I really didn't like in the situation where it's a six nothing game. And I know Booney got tossed. Like I was trying to save Booney by calling timeout. Like, hey, like, hold up here. Like, let me let me work here. So I was kind of trying to see who was who was chirping in the dugout. So it's six nothing. Like, let's Booney got tossed. Let's let's go to work now. Okay, first yeah. of all. Aaron, you were not looking at who was chirping in the dugout. Yeah, come on, guy. Stop it. That is not what that, those eyes are lying eyes. Yeah. But I need to know, because Aaron, that was bad. 
but was it as bad as this? And have you ever used spider attack while pitching? Um, I don't. I don't know. I I, I don't know if. Uh, I don't know quite. I don't quite know how to answer that. To be honest, um, I mean, there are customs and practices that have been passed down from older players to younger players, from the last generation of players to this generation of players, and um, you know, I I think uh, I think there are some things that are certainly out of bounds in that regard, and and uh, I've. Stood pretty, stood pretty firm in, in terms of that, uh, in terms of the communication between our peers and whatnot. Um, you know, and, and I, again, like I mentioned earlier, there's, you know, this is important to a lot of people that love the game. And this is including, including the players in this room, including fans, including, you know, teams. And so. Bro, it was a yes or no question. Um, have, you, have you ever used spider deck? Um, First of all, Garrett Cole's a dick, and he used spider. The answer is yes, Garrett. So you're saying you have. Um, That's how I would have followed that up. So wait, just to clear, you're saying you have. <laughs> um, and the best part of this, look, look, look. Have you ever used spider attack? Watch the blank look. Um, um, I don't. Okay, sleep well. Sleep, sleep well, Garrett. I don't. <laughs> Like he just uh, what is he thinking? Now, have you ever used spider attack while pitching? Um, um, I don't. What is he thinking right here when he's not speaking? The brain turned off. I don't know. I I, I don't know uh, if uh, um, like, what um, the fuck? Like just say yes. Brutal. Say no. Say yes. Say I'm not talking about that. Okay, moving on. Say you were looking in the dugout for people chirping. I don't know, dude. <laughs> like, and this is a problem. Yes, you cheated, Garrett Cole. You're still a phenomenal pitcher. Uh, yes, you were probably looking for an indicator, Aaron Judge. You're still a phenomenal hitter because I don't care if you get the sign. Trust me, as somebody who stole signs as a, as a really shitty college baseball player, and really in high school we did it all the time, do you know how hard it is to hit a, a, a slider knowing a slider's coming? Um, I don't. I don't know. Uh, I, I don't know uh, if. Uh, uh, I don't know quite. I don't uh, quite know how to answer that to you. Uh, do you know how hard it is to hit a fastball when a fastball is coming? Dude, I, I like. Are you serious? And by the way, guys that throw as hard as Garrett Cole, please use spider tech because we don't want motherfucking die on a plate, man. <laughs> right? Like I want Garrett Cole to have control. What are we talking about? Yeah, I just thought this was another iconic Yankee, you know, lying his ass off in front of the media. Like, you know, I don't, I'm not sitting here certainly saying that Aaron Judge's success is, you know, all factored on him cheating. I will say I do believe Stop. that since the Astros scandal, teams are, have been forced to find more creative ways to cheat. And I do believe that cheating happens on a regular basis. This is just so stupid. Like, this isn't what the Astros did. This isn't like banging on garbage cans, using binoculars and oscilloscopes and, you know, like, it, that's not, like, that's not what this is. What the Astros did is dirty. They're using, like, buzzers on their chests and stuff. Like, this is dirty. What the Yankees did is what everybody does. 
hey, I'm going to stare at some dude's ball sack and hope that I understand what the fingers he put down there when he's diddling himself means. Um, That's what stealing <laughs> signs in baseball are. <laughs> That's what you're trying to figure out. I've done it. I know how it works, and it's impossible. And even Yadier Molina, when I covered the Cardinals, gave me like a 30-minute oration in the dugout in stupid Florida about, hey, here's what this means. So like he's teaching me his signs. I'm like, I know your signs and I can't steal your signs. Like I still can't read that. Like, do you know how hard it is to steal signs? And oh, by the way, now they have this buzzing crap. Pitchcom. This is not cheating. This is not cheating. Um, it, 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 this is so dumb. And it's only because Aaron Judge is a stud who hits balls a flipping mile. And by the way, if you didn't see it, so Aaron Judge is looking at the pitcher. He's doing this thing at the plate, right? Looking at the pitcher, looking at the dugout, ball two. Looking at the pitcher, looking in the dugout right there, hangs a slider. He hit it 462 feet. Um, like, the guy hit a ball 462 feet. Do you think that's because some asshole in the dugout's like, oh, hey, 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 dude, it's a curveball, bro. Turn your girlfriend's door handle. Sliders coming. Um, I don't. I don't know. I. I, I don't know if. Uh, I don't know quite. I don't quite know how to answer that. To be honest. Um, <laughs> this is he hit it four. If you don't want him to hit it four hundred sixty-two feet, don't hang the slider that he put in the upper deck in Toronto. <laughs> right, because it's not like. It's not like it was a fence scraper. No. It dude. was a hanging slider. And go watch the highlight. And he you can see he reads the spin, stays back, and jacks that way to Poughkeepsie. Boom. Out of here. He hit that ball from Toronto to Buffalo. Yeah, dude. Throw a better pitch. Right? Yeah. This yeah. is so stupid. Ain't ducking no smoke. Yes, yeah, this is dumb. This is really dumb. Yeah, I agree. Really, really dumb. So, um, let's see. Tanner again. Once again, I'm not going to the RSL game for personal reasons. It has nothing to do with the Montes. Um, but see, you're I doing this. I don't know. I, I, I don't know if, uh, I don't know quite, I don't quite know how to answer that to you. It's, it's this thing where you, you like to do this ambiguous BS where you're like, oh, well, it's personal reasons. Okay, cool. Cool, man. That's fine. Say you're not going to the match. Say, hey, I can't go. I, I, I can't. I'm not free that night. All right, cool, man. Sorry to hear that. You know. You understand that when you say, hey, I can't go for personal reasons, that basically means you have an issue. Yeah, he knows That's... what that Tanner, you're saying that because, well, what's your personal issue, bro? Like, just, anyway. It's anyway. You're filling in for somebody. Truck stop company. If you ain't cheating, you're not trying hard. I enough. agree. There's something to that. Jeremy Callahan said, I saw the sign, and it opened up my eyes. I saw the sign. Lie detector test determined. That was a lie. That's a, you've, that, I know that song. You don't know that song. Uh, Lopes Fan Gabe, where's the line between what is cheating and what is just part of the game? Dude, if um, you're, let's be honest. I don't, I don't know. I, I, I don't know <laughs> if, uh, I don't know. I didn't use spider tack. I mean, there are customs in the game. You like how straight up the reporter is, too? He clearly set this up to be like, Garrett Cole, did you use spider tack? Just tease it up for him, and he still messes it up. 
So, no, I don't know, dude. From a batter's perspective, if you are stealing a sign, nowadays with the pitch com thing, it's you got to be tipping pitches. Because how else are you stealing that sign? This is the Lance McCullers, Bryce Harper incident. It's a, it's a, it is a one-way communicator. Like if you're, if you're stealing signs, the guy is tipping pitches. Yeah. And if you're a major league pitcher and you're tipping pitches, you're dumb. Like that's just you, Darvish, was tipping pitches. And then figured out, was like, ah, <laughs> and then stop tipping pitches. But it's, these guys are so good at it. If they can find something in your delivery, that's not cheating. If you're not using Pitchcom or if you're, because one of the things that happened the other day, the Bryce Harper fight the mm-hmm. other day, like that stuff's going to happen. But I can't remember who the pitcher was with this Pitchcom thing. Every time it was a fastball, the guy would the guy would touch his wrist for some reason. I can't remember who that was. I think that I can't remember who that was. But there there was something recently where the guy would throw a fastball, and you know how like you have your glove on, right? And he'd do this thing where he'd touch his wrist and then reach into the glove. It's just weird. Like if you're tipping pitches like that, you're dumb. That's on you. I don't think it's I, I don't know, Gabe. I don't think it's cheating. I watch a lot of baseball. Now with pitchers getting their hand checked and stuff, like, I think we're trying too hard, man. You know, Jeremy Callahan, baseball has rich traditions of creative cheating. Chalk it up to that and disguise your sign better. Agreed. Right? Giggity, maybe uh, he was getting shocked and those were involuntary eye twitches. Boyd Lake, you here to comment on the uh, the resident, as the resident Astro fan? Um. I don't. I don't know. I, I, I don't know if. Uh, I don't know quite. I don't quite know how to answer that. To be honest. Um, Lee Jensen tipping pitches sounds like Tanner's Wednesday night. Wow, wow. bro, chill out, dude. Monty Rant Tanner, glad you go with your uh, pops. Can't beat family time. You know, Big Dog O Town. That uh, Astros World Series w- win three years ago should be a Dodger banner. Just saying. Yeah. Like the 2020 election, it was stolen. Let's keep it 100% up in here. Okay. Just couldn't help yourself, couldn't dude. Couldn't help yourself. And back down. Okay, speaking of can't help yourself, can we talk about Tom Brady? Dude. Dating Kim Kardashian? I have an issue with this, dude. <laughs> God, please like, okay, do not yeah. let this be true. Yeah, here we go. Please do not let... Please, God. Please. Please, God, don't let this be true. There is a rumor out there that Tom Brady and Kim K are dating. And a lot of people have denied it. And this all started over a real estate deal. Kim Kardashian called Tom Brady. I don't even want to know how that conversation was. <laughs> hey, Tommy. Tom. You know Kim Kardashian. <laughs> Thirsty as hell. Yes, yes, yes. Tommy. And she calls him because she's looking for property in a, in a neighborhood called Baker's Bay, which is where uh, Tom has a vacation home. It's in the Bahamas. Scock. 
And so, <laughs> stop it. So she calls Tom Brady. Yeah. Kim K. Tommy. Tommy. Tommy, baby. Um. <laughs> and so all these rumors broke out. Now, they've denied it. But are you telling me he didn't jump into the, the time-space continuum that is her cleavage and just live there for a while? Are you, are you, are you really telling me? Because Tom Brady's single, right? What did Brandon Butler or whoever said earlier? Yeah, there's, there's dumb people and then there's those of us that are bachelors. Here I am. Tom Brady's a bachelor. But here's the problem. It's just two words. Ray J. Anita Dick and Ming. I, I know the customer. Dude. Dude. America's favorite anti-Semi-Easy. Oh, my God, dude. Has shopped at that store. Oh, I can't, if, dude. I can't. She says, yes, I, I no. need it. Let's nope. go. Nope. Nope. You would never nope. do it. Can't do it. Oh. Nope. It's Can't do it, dude. Can't do it. I'm but if, sorry, man. But here's the other thing. If you're Tom Brady and you're watching the Monty Show, you've already hit the like button, right? Yes, yes, yes. Already hit the like button. Uh, but if you're Tom Brady, see, but it, that was a cue for you guys to hit the like button. Um, if you're Tom Brady, don't you have to have higher standards than Kim Kardashian? <laughs> like, she's been with some of the craziest people. Yeah, dude. Like, is that somebody where you're... I don't know, but has Tom fallen to a level in his life where he's just trying to he's just trying to knock it down left and right and he doesn't really care? No. I mean, I can't think that's true, right? Are you being serious? No, I'm just, I'm just asking, like... I, I have trouble with I that. need a list of Kim K's boyfriends. Let's see here. Oh, my God. No, don't do it. Don't, are you... Well, dude, Kanye West... Kanye West is that dude, right? But you, she had, you guys, she has a sex tape with, with Ray J, right? Like, come on now. Some guy named Damon Thomas. Nick Cannon. She dated Nick Cannon. Reggie Bush. Nick Lachey, that's right. Miles Austin. I remember Reggie Bush. Chris I rem Humphreys. I rem yes, Chris Humphreys. She's a jock chaser. She's a jock sniffer. Kanye West, Pete, Pete Davidson. You're Kim Kardashian. Are you not better than Pete Davidson? For crying out loud, is Pete Davidson on your level if you are Kim Kardashian? Dude. I, how? how did you date? How, how did you? How? how? Dude. How? How? Sorry if you're offended by that. No, and like, Nick Cannon, here's my question. Like, how did she not have a baby with Nick Cannon? Nick Cannon um, has a baby with everybody, right? Like, dude, this is gnar, man. I this is gnar. Yeah, I, dude. You are not. <laughs> Why? What do you because, mean? dude, she just. If you're Tom Brady, don't, don't go down this road. Don't experience the Kim K chapter of your life, dude. I liked Tom Brady. You know, like Tom was that dude. But here's the problem. 
Kim Kardashian is genuinely a beautiful girl. Yes, she is. Yes, she is. But I'm talking about like life circumstances and like. Uh, and I'm talking about Pete Davidson. Like how, bro? How, like, dude? Pete, like Pete Davidson, and I think he's funny, but he's gross. No, like, look. I'm not doing that. Look at this picture. He is going to drool on her rack, dude. Dude, I can't. Look how, and she's actually pretty. Y'all want to play. But that picture is just so off-putting to me. Yeah. Like, it's just not, it's not, I don't know, man. Like, I, so am I, am I wrong about Kim Kardashian? Like, you're looking well, at this picture. wrong in what sense? Wrong how? Like, in, this, in the sense of Tom Brady's, and I hate to say it like this, but Tom Brady's got to do better than Kim Kardashian. Isn't that a wild thing to say? Right? Like you, that's Pete Davidson drooling on her. Yeah. You can't do that, man. Me? Like, am I, am I, what do you, I, I, come I mean, on. I don't think you're wrong. I, I don't know, dude. The Ray J dude. thing really bothers well, me. Because it's, a, it's a sex, it. it's, but, but again, again, it was 20 years ago but, now, but bro. But this is Lindsey Vaughn and Tiger Woods. Okay, when did the sex tape come out again? How long has it actually been? I have no idea. I don't know. But you can't tell me that the March 21, 2007. March 21 what? March 21st, 2007. 2007, I'm yeah. sorry. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I it doesn't even matter to me. Like you just I just look at I just look at her and I'm like, dude, Tom, she's got a sex tape, dude. This is like this is it's Kim Kardashian. I, I'm Tom. Tommy, look. Donnie. Tommy. Donnie, please. What good is gonna <laughs> What good is gonna come out of this, Tom? Thom. Thom. Like, what good is gonna? So you come have no frame of reference here, Donnie. Because you know what I think happened. He's like, yeah. Why don't you come down and see my house in in the Bahamas and put on that pink bikini and let's eat some Sundays. Pause, bro. Pause. And then make babies. Dude. You can't like that's what I think probably happened. She's a beautiful woman, but she you're is. Tom Brady. You can't go from Giselle Bunchton to Kim Sex Tape Kardashian. I don't get down like that. Like this is Britney Spears. Oof. Right? Dude. You you're not you wrong. can't do like, that. You're not. you're not wrong, man. You're not wrong. You're out of your freaking mind. Cow turd. You Damn. can't do hey, that. Cow turd. And, and, and this is one of the questions I want to ask today. Like, I have become a, a really huge fan of Brie Larson. Like, she is... Mm. Dude, <laughs> do you guys yeah, know who Brie Larson fine, is? She is, um, she is lovely, Brie Larson. If you're Tom Brady, she even... And they're saying that Tom Brady is trying to find the next relationship that he enters into will be with a woman who resembles Giselle's Bunchton. He said that? Yes. I didn't I didn't know he said that. How about Brie Larson? Yeah, I mean it's, you know, you can see the resemblance. Right? Like she's gorgeous. Kim Kardashian dating Pete Davidson. Filling in for somebody. Boom. Out of here. You can't do that, dude. She... Yeah, she dated Pete Davidson. Stop. It's just, it's crazy to me. It is, it's crazy to me. Yeah. I can't. Kim K's resume is too much for me, dude. 
Big Dog O-Town says she parched thirsty, completely dried up. She's in the bargain bin section of Holly Weird Elites. Damn, bro. Seriously. Uh, Pete Davidson is a definition of punching above his weight. Dude. <laughs> I'm a man. You're not wrong, bro. Isn't that the truth? Oh, my God. I don't. Mm -mm. Nah. Uh, Shannon says, bro, that's a girl you pluck once and only once. Better like 15 bag it, dude. She, but she, Kim Kardashian, I'm not. I have my likes and dislikes. She is a beautiful woman. There's no doubt. But I'm never doing that. There's no I'm never doubt. Till one of us passes the fuck out. Truck stop Gumby. Kim equals Brie. What is that? Brie Larson's hot, dude. Hot. And she's in like Marvel movies. Yeah. She's at Cannes Film bread, Festival right dude. now. And, and are you guys fans of Kim Kardashian? Are you guys fans of Kim Kardashian? Yeah. She's not in my day-to-day, -day, I'll say that, and I don't watch her TV shows or whatever. 801 West Valley says, Kim K, that's an all-star lineup. Michael Peck says, Pete Davidson, right? Pete Davidson. How? It's Pete. What now? Let me tell you what now. And how does he pull the way he pulls? That's okay, like, I know I, you didn't just say, how does he pull the way he pulls? But dude, do you, I mean, he is dated. Um... Like Kim Kardashian is, who are his girlfriends? Pete Davidson's knocked down, knocked them all down, dude. Oh, dude, I like, know. Literally all of them. I I am aware. That's why I'm like, good lord. Like how? how? Ariana Grande, Kate Beckinsale, Kate Beckinsale, uh, Margaret Qualley, uh, Kate Beckinsale. Yeah, dude. Why? Why ruin it for me? Like, that's what I, I, like, Kate Beckinsale, dude, you got, Kate Beckinsale. Yeah. S dude, stop. How, how, oh my God, and there's a picture, you jerk. He has huge teeth. <laughs> Pete Davidson, I forever hate you. He seems like a dude that just is like this very vibe, date him for a month type dude. You know, where he's like super positive and helps you get over the Kanye effect. And then Kate Beckinsale. Like how many ships has this guy sunk? Plenty. Kate Beckinsale. Ah, she's remarkable, uh, dude. Kim Kardashian. Stop. Anyway, do you guys believe that Tom Brady and is Kate is, is Kim Kardashian below Tom Brady's level? I don't. I, I don't want to say below. I just think it's not. If I was him, I would not get involved in that kind of nonsense, dude. What would you get in the tabloid? Then you'd have to be yeah, on her like, stupid I just, show. I just, I, it's just too much with her life, dude. That's you know, that's the problem. Bloody a freaking man! Jeremy Callahan says them is some Elway level choppers, bro. Look at the size <laughs> of his teeth. Hashtag horse face. Like, tell me he doesn't <laughs> eat apples and carrots. Are you kidding me? And it's Kate Beckinsale. Prick. Like, next you're going to show up with Jennifer Aniston and the, the Latina girl that I love so much. What's it with the Z? Oh, um, oh my God. Dude. Uh, hold on. Dude, I swear if he shows up. Mm -mm. If you show up with Jennifer Aniston. <laughs> no, dude. You cannot do that. 
Uh, Monty is acting like Kim K is hitting him up. But no, it's not even that. Selma Hayek. Selma, oh my God. Not Selma Hayek, all of Hayek. Mm. Yeah, dude. Mm. Yeah, I'm not going to say that Kim K is below Tom. I just think that Tom is at an important juncture in his life, and I don't think he needs that kind of distraction with Kim. Like, I think that Kim nah. is a very demanding person to date because of her the way her life is set up, and I think, you know, Tom's got kids. Tom is... Tom is it's Tom it's, Brady. Yeah, dude, I just... Yeah. It's... It, it's Tom How Brady. How dare you? Yeah, it's Tom Brady. That's what bothers me. Is it, it mm. anyway? Cody Strickland, are you guys staying late today? No, probably not. I don't know. Nah. Show ends when it ends. Jennifer Aniston is mid. I will bend you in half, Gumby. Dude. Ain't ducking, no smoke. Dude, I don't want my guy over here to jaw Morant you. Okay, like, can you just chill? <laughs> jaw Morant. Can't back down. It's a soft person tennis game. Come on, man. I'm a huge. I. I'm a huge Tom Brady fan, but come on. Um, speaking of tabloids, do you guys see this Jerry Dude, Springer this video? This is so gangster, bro. So Jerry Springer, tabloid trashy TV host, former mayor of Cincinnati, like legend, multimillionaire. Yeah, legend. Turns out Jerry Springer has interracial children, two of them, with a woman who said, if you ever contact them, I will out you. So you can never talk to or see your kids. You are not. So Jerry Springer claims from the grave that he lived in terrible pain over this. And so he redid his, his last will and testament. And uh, he recorded it. And then everybody got on a Zoom call and they watched it and they recorded them watching it joan kept me away from you with a threat of exposure she did not keep me from providing for you you see i now understand he has not seen them nobody knows about them his kids don't know about them nobody knows that these two dark-skinned people they're just strange people on this zoom call like by some accounts, people were like, who the hell are these people? Didn't know that these, these two people on this call were his kids until he started reading it. Joan kept me away from you with a threat of exposure. She did not keep me from providing for you. You see, I told her that if I had to accept a life without you, she would not get a red cent of my fortune and that you would be named equally in my will in the event of my passing. But with everything going on in the world right now, I realize that I have to go a step further. Jordan, Megan, I leave our home here in New York, in New Orleans to you, to you to do with whatever you want. The rest of my estate, my properties in Mississippi, Georgia, South Carolina, my bank accounts, investment portfolios, all liquid and intangible assets, everything, all of it will go to my children, John and Misha. Girls, all your life I've been telling you to make your millions and I hope you have. If not, you can always sell the house and split the profit. But my entire estate 
um, my entire estate. Bro. A code 10 abort. So what you saw there was Jerry Springer's lawyer, his two daughters that everybody knew about, and then his two children who he was not allowed to see, speak with, or make contact with essentially a blackmail threat if he ever did. And so he said, hey, your mother would never let me see you, uh, but I provided for you. I'm leaving everything I got except one house to you two. Everything he has, he left to them except one house and his two daughters got that and they can split Dude. it. And he says in that video, I've been telling you your whole life to make money. I hope you did it. That's crazy. Dude. That I, is I mean, gangster crazy. Like, are you serious with this dude? Legend. I'm telling you, cold-blooded. Like, cold-blooded, absolutely doing it his way, like, 100%. Dude, I, I mean, I'm from Chicago. I have been to his show many times at NBC Tower downtown. I didn't really care one way or the other about Jerry Springer. I love this. I, like, I, it is, yes, Michael Peck, that is nuts. That is, it is crazy that he did that. And he went through that, and he said it was a, a, the great pain of his life. Yes. Because he could not see, speak with, or interact with his own children. Yeah. Yeah. Gabriel says Jerry is built differently. Dude, he's got so. that dog in him, bro. Tanner says Jerry's a stud. Uh, Gabriel says that that is awesome. Maury says, dang, man. Yeah, seriously. Dang, man. Yeah, Jeremy Callahan, I always like that, dude. It's, it's, we do so many bad things to each other. Don't we? Like, we do. You do bad things to the kids. So, but that's my point. We do so many bad things to each other, and it's always to the detriment of our children. Those two kids grew up without ever knowing their father. Mm-hmm. And he provided an entire life of wealth for them, which is unbelievable. It's unbelievable. I mean, I, I, I love it. I absolutely love it. Yeah. I, I, I think it it's gives everything me, that it should be. Do you guys believe in a last will and testament? Yeah. I think you have to have it. Now, I don't have much. I am not a millionaire, billionaire, trillionaire. Mm-hmm. I own property, like all of that. You gonna turn on the NBA draft lottery? We watching Cubs baseball, Dude, man. The Cubs are on, bro. What do you mean? Cubs are on. I know we got to figure out that you know the point one eight thousandth percent that the Jazz are getting Victor. But there are some people that are gonna be upset tonight when Victor doesn't get. Yeah. When he ends I up in Detroit, you know, when he ends up in Detroit, Detroit, right. Right. people are gonna be upset, man. Yeah. You know. Yeah. I haven't seen a draft lottery simulation and there are a million out there that's consistently put the jazz i think i've seen two out of the probably hundred i've looked at yeah only two have had because the, the jazz. reality is i mean their percentage is tiny i mean it's almost none so good luck <laughs> yeah i don't know good luck i don't know the monty show is always presented by our friends at bucked up energy hey um i want to make sure you guys know um, that their new bars are out, and we have uh, free samples for you. It is the first link in the description below. Uh, go get them. Sent right to your house, and their bars are phenomenal, you guys. Um, I, can, I can tell you straight away the flavor profile on their bars is really, really good. 
Um, you look at the ingredients they used in the top left corner, those protein crisps are so good. They're little pops. They add really good texture and flavor. Um, the dates, uh, fresh from the tropics, dates are uh, a really good sweetener um, that is low glycemic. So that's why they use dates. But, you know, with 17 grams of protein, um, 200 calories per bar, like they are a perfect refuel. Um, they are, they are guilt-free. I mean, I just love their bars. And the thing is they taste really good mm -hmm. and they want to give you a, a variety pack for free to try them out. Go get them. They're in the description of this, uh, show below first link right there. Uh, you know, we've been giving away buckshot samples. Uh, you get six free buckshot scroll down a little bit. The buckshot samples are there, but these bars, you guys are game changers. And I know so many of us, I rely on those bars every single day. Uh, my protein bars get me through the day. When I'm hungry, they are a great bridge. Thanks. Um, I don't eat dinner very on most days. I don't really eat after 2 o'clock, 3 o'clock. So my protein bar really gives me a jump to, to satiate me, which is hugely important. So go get those bars. Try them for free. You know, I never ask you to spend money on things like, you know, bucked up unless you try it for free, which fantastic. Uh, get the buckshot, get the bars in the description below. They'll send them right to your house uh, for, for uh, no cost at all. A couple more comments before we get out of here. Uh, Volkswagen to Utah. Truth. Taylor Are you Smith, out of your goddamn mind? Taylor Smith says life-changing money and assets. That's exactly facts, what he did. Facts, dude. That's exactly what he did. What do you think happens in the draft lottery? Because it is starting right now. Um, Goodness. I mean... I have to think, think they Houston or, or Detroit. Yeah, I, that, yeah, I think it's Houston or Detroit, but I, I, I think that the Jazz will move up in the draft from where they currently are. I just don't think it'll be number one. I would love to see them be four, five, six. That's what I would like to. If yeah. they're four, five, six, you guys, the Jazz are in great spot in a great spot. They will get a game-changing player at and that number. I, I, you know, Victor Wambanyama isn't, you know, if you think back to the guys that went number one, the Iversons, the Pat Ewings, the, you know, I don't think he's that. I don't think he's that. But for somebody like Detroit, like San Antonio, I, I maintain San Antonio is the perfect spot for Victor Wambanyama because I think they can really build him. But... You know, the Thompson twins are out there. I think Ammon Thompson, as I've said a thousand times on the show, is phenomenal. Um, you know, Brandon Miller from from Alabama. Like, there's a lot of really good talent in this draft. Mm -hmm. I just really hope that whoever gets Victor Wamba and your mama gets a superstar player. Yeah. Because it is so difficult. It is so difficult for Victor Wamba and Yama to have to live up to this kind of hype um, as a young guy who clearly needs to do some growing up, like it's, it's so difficult to live up to that. And obviously, I mean, there's guys like Scoot Henderson or there's a lot of dudes, but man, it is so difficult to live up to this kind of hype. And he is, he is playing in France right now against guys that are just not on NBA caliber and are not on his level. Yeah, I agree completely. So I'm going to be really interested to see where he is. And they're showing Victor Wambanyama on the tube right now. And I don't wish the guy poorly. I just don't think that the hype is accurate on this kid. I think he's a hell of a player, but, you know, we'll see. I don't know. Now, if the Bulls win the draft lottery. Okay. If, if 
The Blackhawks won the draft lottery, right, in the NHL. Connor Bedard. Connor Bedard. The Bulls find a way. My God. Yeah. It, here's what drives me crazy about ESPN. Oh, draft lottery's going off at uh, 8 Eastern. It's like 15 minutes from now. Yeah. Which drives me crazy. Yep. So, is what it is. Uh, all right, the Monty Show, as always, is presented by our good friends at The Advocates. Theadvocates.com, UtahAdvocates.com will have full reaction to um, the NBA draft lottery tomorrow, including the Jazz. Uh, I think we all know the Bulls are winning the draft lottery. Duh. Um, you know, so we'll uh, have full reaction to that tomorrow. If you have not, please hit the like button on the way out. Until tomorrow, say goodbye, Jake. Goodbye, Jake.